<laughs> Ready? All right. I think so. Hello and welcome to AJF Weekly. This is episode one. I'm your host, Wolfie. And today we have... I'm Joe. Uh, I'm a director. I'm Michael. Michael. I work with finances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Wolfie. I work at the news, cutting video. Um, so we've got a, a handful of things that we want to talk about. We're going to talk about Avengers um, Endgame. No spoilers, so don't worry. I mean, well, there will be spoilers, but later. later. Um, I'll make it very clear when the spoilers will start. And then I'll also include a way for you to know where you need to skip to if you want to skip to the end stuff that we have. The end game of the podcast. And don't spoil say. it for yourself. It is worth watching it with new eyes completely. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that luxury. I got a spoiler on Reddit oh, for the very beginning. I got spoiled on Facebook two days before I saw it and I was <laughs> mad. I went it was opening a catfish night. one too. I uh, went opening night so that I would not get spoiled. I bought the tickets the second like they went on sale. But first... Um, I guess we should try to probably introduce ourselves some more for people who don't know who we are. Sure. Kind of tell us, tell, uh, like who, who we are, what we do a little more in depth than just like our intro <laughs> finances. <laughs> Michael, tell us uh, about you and why you're here. Uh, well, I'm Michael Parkins. I work in the financial field. I met Wolfie through school and then I met Joe when we were supposed to follow a music video, uh, Try different businesses here and there, and this podcast will probably be one of them. Right on. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm Joe. Uh, I am the founder of Average Joe Films and a local filmmaker in Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, I just, Wolfie's been begging me for years to do a podcast, and <laughs> here I am. I'm, I'm here. True. Um, I'm Wolfie again. I think it's the third time I've introed myself so oh, far. Oh man, they're not gonna forget your name, Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's something I've I've been blessed with my whole life is that nobody can forget me. You know. Um. But uh. That's where we insert laughter. Yeah, the laugh track. Ah. <laughs> um. No, no soundboard, please. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just gonna hire some guy to sit over there with a soundboard and just make sound effects the just entire point time. When we we'll need just, him to laugh, <laughs> we'll get somebody with a trombone. They'll just sit in the corner making making noises. We're recording it in my room, my very small basement room, because I live with my parents. Because that's how my life has gone the past year. I'm back with them. <laughs> this just turned into a very tragic film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my life is a tragic film right now. Don't get me started. Wolfie's in game. <laughs> Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess I'm also a local filmmaker. Um, but for the most part, I work for an award nominated filmmaker. Yeah, that's right. We are award nominated filmmakers. I'm an award winning filmmaker. Technically. I have, I have one award. (laughs) It's right here. (laughs) From the the 48 hour film. Best use of character. (laughs) For creating the Narcoleptic, our hit short film. And that was the last award that I won myself. Joe has won all the other awards. I got cheaped out on a couple editing. How long ago was that? This one, 2016. So three years ago. <laughs> you still got it though. Summer yeah. of 2016. <clears throat> hey, well, he got he got nominated for sound design this past uh, winter film and lost. <laughs> hey, hey, just to get nominated, that's that's nice. I suppose so. 
Um, and congratulations to the person who won that. Yeah. I don't know what it was, so. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I also edit for the news. That's that's what I get paid for. Um, so that's cool. I enjoy that. Um, like Joe said, I've been trying to do a podcast for quite a while. Since 2013, <laughs> I've been trying to do a podcast with people. We're building that audience real slow. <laughs> well, it didn't start with Joe. It started with people that, um, that I went to college with at KCU. Uh, I still... didn't even know him yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't even know me yet. But we knew all the same people because Joe knows everybody. Do you still talk to any of them? Somehow. Um, not like talk to them, talk to them. I see there's like stuff on Instagram and stuff. But I am very grateful for them because they kind of are what helped me push me out of being for nursing. <laughs> so... Yeah. So now I get to be here. If you had stayed in nursing, your career would be better. <laughs> I mean, no, go into no, 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 hold kids. on, hold on. <laughs> I would have more money, but it also would have been awful. That's that's true. The studying is rough. And All I, your dreams, people. We didn't go into yeah. film to make money. We went into film to not hate ourselves for the rest of our lives. Well, I guess. I mean, we I still w- hate ourselves. Just part of your lives. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say multiple times over and over. That I'm not necessarily a creative type. At least I don't see myself like that. I think you're very creative, Wolfie. You created the Narcoleptic. That won an award. Oh, that's right. The last thing I created. And all your three Nixon Brothers videos on YouTube I used to watch. Yeah, we don't need to run down that that path. <laughs> what about the Slenderman no, video, Wolfie? Oh, the Slenderman good. It's, oh, it's so good. Did you ever watch the Slenderman one? That's all anybody ever talks so. about. It's the only one people like, apparently. Yeah, I like, saw the one where your brother kept teleporting, and I thought it was really well shot because it looked so realistic. <laughs> well, so that was, was back in what? That would have been... 12, 11? That would have been, yeah, 2011. Everybody always remembers the thing you don't want them to remember, though. Um, you know, like, for example... They remember had, us for society. Well, no, they were, no, they don't remember. <laughs> nobody, nobody remembers society. <laughs> nobody society. No, no, they remember <laughs> us for this middle down lip sync video for the uh, police department. And uh, well, we love the video. We love, we're glad we did something for the community. But like, we've won awards. We've you know had films play in Paris. We've had films play all over the country. You know, we've done a lot of commercials and. The one thing everybody remembers for us is the Middletown lip sync video. I've even had family members who said, wow, Joe, you should make more things like that. Like, no, <laughs> please. No. Yeah, no. You should have more videos go viral, Joe. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I'll it's get right that on. easy. I'll get right on that. <laughs> uh, Was that the most popular video from you guys? Oh, by far. By far. It's, by far. It's been viewed over 12 million times on the internet. Uh, well, on Facebook. 12 million on Facebook. On, on, it's, not, it's like 9 million on Facebook alone. Oh, I thought it was like 11 right now. On just the single uh, original upload, but okay. some of the news stations re-uploaded mm-hmm. it and it got millions there. Yeah, I gotta go rip those down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, yeah, we'll leave think, it. We like the views. It's I okay. think ours it is at 120-something. 28. It no, just, it's like 170 or something oh, now. Geez, I, think. I just checked. I, I thought I just it, checked yesterday. Uh, I thought it was like 170 something. Maybe really I, good, I might man. be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's good for what it is. Yeah, I mean, we don't get a lot of views on the YouTube channel because it kind of missed the boat. But it wouldn't have gone viral if we just posted it to YouTube only. No. Uh, the Facebook views and the uh, the Facebook views themselves actually really helped us. And then the fact that Middletown PD had already like 25,000 followers. Yeah. And then everybody in Middletown was sharing it out of nowhere. All the news stations picked it up. We had people in like France and Finland that yeah. were commenting. There was like one lady in France who actually sent like uh, a few dozen oh, donuts right. to the Middletown Police Department uh, from France. Like she called Central Pastry and was like, can you, you know, send all these donuts on us? To the middle awesome. police department, she said, "I was in a bad mood last week, and that video really cheered me up." Hey, so, uh, but we didn't see any of those donuts. No, we um, didn't see the donuts. We didn't see Lady Annabellum. 
It's okay. Well, we get now for maybe we'll fair, get to see CBS. We were invited to see Lady Antebellum. I had uh, a prior <laughs> engagement that day, and so I was not able to go. And, and I Joe didn't, thought that I was working. I thought Wolf was working, <laughs> and so he didn't even ask. So, <laughs> I, so I'm sitting at I'm sitting at home, and I see a post, and they're like backstage, about to see Lady Antebellum, and I was like, Joe, why weren't we invited? He's like, Oh, we were. <laughs> I just did, I didn't ask you. I thought you were working. Like Joe, I still how feel long really is it going to take you? That. How long is it going to take you to know my schedule? It's been the same for three years. <laughs> I don't know. Midnights confuse me, man. They just they confuse me. I'm sorry, Wolfie. I'll never. Why don't, why you can you never forgive the, me for that. The studio app. What are you doing? Um, I'm looking for the view count on uh, the MPD lip sync video. Got this. Um, it's 184,000 views on YouTube. Right now, do you so. guys think you're ever gonna do another lip sync video? For <laughs> lip sync video? No. Uh, the fire department next? No, no, no not for the fire so. department. They're not gonna do a lip sync video for them. Um, they did contact us about making something else though, and that that could be coming up. So we'll see. We're in talks with them about that. All right. Um, I need to pause just for a second because somebody <laughs> from work is asking me a question. <laughs> oh, you're okay. But speaking of uh, lip sync videos, so we uh, we're we back. Had a, we had a. Um, they didn't even notice. Yeah, they didn't notice we were gone at all. <clears throat> they uh, there was they don't, they don't even know if we've cut yet. <laughs> <laughs> a local hospital asked us if we would make a, a video for them. Oh <laughs> they, please! They were like, "Oh yeah, we have a budget of zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents. Can you take you and everybody else?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I know. Nobody wants to pay us for our work, and we, oh, yeah. you know, we donated our time for the Middletown Police Department just because we're friends of the police. And well, we've got other work out of that. That was know, kind of our we got thought. a lot of work out of that, and that was really great. Um, How long but, did it take you guys to film that? <laughs> like six hours like, maybe yeah well we were there like six really? six and a half hours but yeah. a lot of it was like hurry up and wait we were just yeah. waiting for officers to get on lunch or go on their breaks yeah because we didn't really like want to like be like you need to stop being on the clock and come right. film this stupid video we went arresting that criminal and get over here <laughs> yeah right we actually had a few cops who had to bail last minute because they were in the middle of investigations and they yeah. just couldn't get there so we had to replace them kind of last second and so we just kind of flew by the seat of our pants and yeah um yeah Still got a bunch of comments that were like, I can't believe the police are taking off work to do this. They're it's my tax money. You they're paying to do this. I'm like, like that. it's like half the cops we were filming with were off the clock. Like, yeah. They came there in some, on their yeah, day off. Saying, yeah, they came in on their day off. And they just, were mad. Somebody was actually to hate. Well, somebody was actually mad that we drove in a police car like around the block a few times for a couple shots. And they, they were like, those are for our real? tax dollars paying for the gas. And I'm like, all right, I will refund you the dollar and 50 cents of gas it took us to film this video. <laughs> How many of those people have felonies, I wonder? And I'll I mean, split it amongst everybody. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope none of them have felonies. But you know, it, was, it was getting downright ridiculous how many comments we got about that. And, uh, but we, it was overwhelmingly more. Yeah, it was very positive. very positive for the most so. part. Um, and then we we've had a few people who they just chose to comment underneath our video with their lip sync videos instead oh of they wouldn't even like the post. Like they didn't like it or even comment on it. They just commented with a link to their lip sync video and said, "Check it out." <laughs> Landy and Abellum commented, "Plugging." Yeah, Lady and cool. Abellum loved it, or at least their uh, management. Yeah, loved whoever it. their their PR manager, their PR manager, is, manager yeah. loved it. What did they say? They said it was, quote, amazing. They are a band full of lots of good words. That's incredible, man. Yeah, no, yeah. it really is cool, though. They, we're going to have to get like, hey, don't knock over my lighthouse. <laughs> Maybe that'll be VR. our guest on the next podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, all right. Lady Antebellum, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> listen, listen. They weren't even you weren't even like allowed to have your phones out back backstage to like wait to meet them. <laughs> so they didn't have I thought they all had their phones out. Well they they weren't allowed to like take pictures on their own phones mm. of the stuff. Like it, it was like there was like a photographer that had to like do the thing. That makes sense. I'm I sure guess. somebody had to get paid or something for it. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was yeah. sort of like how, how it was in Houston. Either way, they invited almost every police officer that was in the video or yeah. a staff member that was in the video. It was like like 16 or 17 of them all got to go. And the reason one of the what we did with mine and Wolfie's tickets was we actually gave them to other officers to get to go. So, yeah, we're going to have to like cool. get some screenshots and print them off and make like a nice. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> no, no, just like some some wall thing. It's got like the picture of them with Lady Annabellum, and then like the eleven million views. And we need to on our website. Lady Annabellum tweets. And we'll just, we'll, I'll just make a make a trophy out of it. <laughs> Your next yeah, trophy. A picture frame. It's just full of screenshots from from Facebook. Awesome. Testimonials on our website. Lady Antebellum called Average Joe Films amazing. Yeah. Technically, I mean, <laughs> they called the video that we made amazing. So by by definition, we're also amazing. Apparently. Yeah. So. I got a b- bunch of screenshots of some really nice comments. Most of them were, man, that one cop is so handsome. <laughs> hey, you know what? We should actually have him on the show Ugh. at some point. We should have Detective Hiley on the show. That'd be funny. And then we'll we'll actually film the show so that we oh, can get we more get viewers. Views. We'll put him in the thumbnail. Imagine, yeah, imagine all the views we'll get with Hi- Detective Hottie. I mean, Hiley yeah. uh, in the is video. Is he undercover, though? He might not want no, to No, he's not an undercover face. cop. No. Not, not with them looks. No. <laughs> he's definitely not undercover. He's super a mile away. Uh, I, I mean, I seriously, I'm going to call him up and we'll, we'll try to get, get him on the podcast. Just in case, to be Clear. He's very handsome for real. We're not like making yeah, a joke like he's We're super really ugly. Yeah, he is very he's a very good looking guy and a very, very cool guy too. Yeah. Um he also thinks he looks like Captain America, so you be the judge. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he can sure say that, I guess, but anyway, yeah. Um uh, so lip sync videos. Yeah. Uh, no more, please. Yeah, no. We don't we don't want to make a lip sync video for your church. We don't want to make a lip sync video for your hospital. Um, you know, we'll Please don't we're, ask. We're pretty, we're pretty done with lip sync videos. It'll They're, be a no. Unless you want to give us thousands of dollars, then we'll consider yep. it. If you pay our time. Yeah, no, if you, seriously, if you pay to produce a video, we will make it. However. Whatever it is. So we don't care. Joe yeah. has no standards. We talked about this. I, I have a lot of standards. <laughs> I don't. Send it my way. <laughs> I have very high standards. Did I mention how I live in my parents' basement? <laughs> You can see this tiny room. Look at this desk, this little table I have. <laughs> can you guys see it? Over. Look at that. Would you just look at that I'm audience? Not, look I'm at that table. I'm not talking to the audience. Not this week. <laughs> I'm talking to Michael. Look at that leg. It looks like it's about to fall over. <laughs> you see that? I see it. <laughs> All right. My whole Hogwarts castle will go down. Your lamp's so, crooked over oh, there, hold too. Hold on. I got oh, another text. Yeah. Another well, text? The table's crooked. <laughs> All right. So I, I have a game that I want to pitch to you guys. Or better yet, that you pitch to me. So to Michael and Wolfie, I want you to pitch me a movie in two minutes. Two minutes. Two Should minutes to pitch me a movie. Should I start a timer? Yeah, well, I'll pull up a stopwatch here okay. so I can track it. Um, so you guys talk amongst yourselves to come up with your movie idea uh, for two minutes, and it is going to be. Uh, oh my! <laughs> You're leaning into close. You're not Sorry. peeking. You did once. Oh my uh, bad. No, that's fine. It's that's why it's three tracks. You don't have to worry about that. I'll just cut your whole track from the whole thing. I don't have to worry about you. It'll just Sweet. be a podcast where 
It's me and Michael. And you just there's dead <laughs> silence like, when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, really? Okay. All right. So <laughs> Michael's still here, by the way. <laughs> I want you. But he to... doesn't do he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do filmmaking, so he doesn't have too I'm much. I'm learning. Hurt. He's he's learning. Michael is actually going to be a producer on some of our upcoming films, and so I want you guys to over the course of two minutes to pitch me a romantic comedy starring Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Wait, wait, so we come up with the whole movie ourselves, or yeah, two totally different Just kind of, kind of an elevator pitch between the both of you guys. You guys what, can tag team it. What if, on your own, you, like, told one of us to stop? So, like, one of us has to start it. Oh, and, then, okay. and then you stop okay. it, so the next one has Even to be better. better. Even better. Okay, so... That'd be good. We're gonna, you guys are going to pitch me a film, and uh, I will have Wolfie start it. And I will tell him to stop, and Michael has to finish pitching the film. And this film will be a romantic comedy starring Steve Buscemi. And you guys, so you guys will each have one minute. Oh, shit. <laughs> one oh. minute to come up with your, your part. Is there so, any other actors in it? Uh, you can, you can, yeah, you, you can cast other actors in, in this okay, with Okay, real quick, Wolfie, but, who's the actress he's in love with? I don't know. Brie Larson. I was going to say Scarlett Johansson. Brie Larson. Scarlett Johansson. Steve Buscemi you is in love. You don't get to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick for my it. movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You can come up with whoever you want. It doesn't matter. Um, you just, you'll get one minute, and then Michael will get one minute to finish. Oh, so I get to and finish then, the movie. <laughs> and then we're going to decide how bad this movie would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different tone. It's going like, to be like Justice League and all then over again. She dies. <laughs> we're going to find out how bad this movie is going to be after uh, the two minutes are up. So, two minutes is going to be All right. Uh, Wolfie, are you about ready? Let me start the timer. <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. Steve Buscemi walks in the door, the coffee shop. He looks across the coffee shop and he sees <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> oh, wow. Hot. Well, Slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking worse for wear these days. Um, that's why she's working at the coffee shop. Um, Is Steve Megan B Fox playing herself? Yes. Oh, okay. Just yes. as herself. Steve Buscemi walks up to Megan Fox. He's like, hey, you look like uh, a foxy lady. <laughs> <laughs> Then she takes the coffee, co co coffee cup and dumps it in his face. Oh. Was it hot coffee or was it iced? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have 15 seconds. And Steve Buscemi, he d turns around. He leaves the, leaves the coffee shop. Um, and he walks out into traffic. <laughs> uh, then he spots Brie Larson across the street. <laughs> Stop. And what was that? This is like Star Wars. I gotta come in and fix all the. I have to come in and fix the whole movie now. Wow, way to go, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Don't get that close to the mic if you get it. Uh, sorry. Oh my goodness. Oh shoot. So I gotta spend the first so, 30 seconds fixing his movie in the last 30 you seconds. You get to decide what happens now. This is the elevator pitch for the movie. This you gotta is, hurry. You're running I'm, out of time. Produce, well, I, I stopped with a stopwatch and I'm gonna give him a full minute now. Okay. So let me get this straight. <laughs> he got hit by a car. No, he no, walked, no, no. He he's, he's in traffic. the middle of traffic. That's where it's left off. So you have to go from there. And he sees Brie Larson yeah. after yeah. he just got it's coffee thrown in his face by Megan Fox. <laughs> so yep. he's either got severe burns or he's really cold from the ice. <laughs> you, you decide. Is it Brie Larson playing herself? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's playing Iron Man. Oh, Brie Larson is Iron Man. Okay. All right, you ready for this? You, you need a second? <laughs> give me a second. All right. Give me <laughs> oh, shoot. 
I'm still trying to figure out what happened in the coffee shop. <laughs> Me too. So. I, I, apparently, <laughs> I made it up. Megan Fox did not like getting hit on by Steve Buscemi. I mean, would you? Would you want to get hit on by Steve Buscemi? Uh, well, he was Mr. Pink, so. I'd, I'd like me some Steve Buscemi. All right. <laughs> I think I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, Michael. So Steve walks over to Brie Larson, and they get to talking. And then Megan Fox walks out of the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> and sees that her stepsister, Brie Larson, over there is really liking Steve. Oh. Something's going to happen. She gets jealous. So she goes back. <laughs> she goes back in and gets a bigger cup of coffee. Oh shoot! Hot coffee or iced? <laughs> Hot or iced latte? <laughs> yes, with foam on it. So she walks across the street and gets hit by a semi truck. Oh shoot! Whoa, Megan Fox or Brie Larson? Didn't that happen in a movie already? Did it? I don't know. I feel like it did. Megan Fox gets hit. <laughs> okay. So ask yourself. Yeah. So then Steve proposes right then and there. Okay. They get married. Right there? Right on their honeymoon. When they get up to the bedroom, Brie takes her mask off, and it was Megan Fox the whole time. So Brie Larson's dead. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> With a budget of $10. Well. Oh, you got Megan Fox on a budget of $10? I'm impressed. It doesn't take much. <laughs> You'll make a profit on that. That's for sure. <laughs> Somebody will see that. So uh, uh, not, not Steve Buscemi. He'll only see half of it. <laughs> So what's because, because of the <laughs> oh man we're getting a lawsuit uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get sued so much for well, like Steve um, Shimmy's ever gonna watch there goes this. our podcast <laughs> you, you talk right. so loud sometimes so I'm gonna have to do some real work on this first episode so what are you uh, what are you calling this film uh, two girls one cop. <laughs> <laughs> the PG-13 version uh, PG-13 for music. the critics Okay Wow uh, <laughs> oh my I, I think this segment is staying guys I think this segment is staying Oh um, shoot Wow Wait are we going to um, do one for oh, you shoot. now? Well no I mean I, I, I present this one to you guys every every show Okay, okay. Just a brief segment <laughs> Two girls one <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so how how bad? What would the Rotten Tomatoes score be on this film? Two. You, two. I was gonna say a three. Two. That seems pretty generous, actually. Only because Megan Fox in it, it has a two. Just one critic liked it. It was genius. And it was Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay likes this picture. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, that was something for sure. Wolfie, you got a, any segments for us? Um, not that I can think of. I have something for the end. Something but, for the end. Um, are we uh, gonna talk in game? Let's I mean, talk in game. The spoilers in the room. Not yet. Not yet. All right. We'll so wait. We'll we'll start with non spoilers. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll <clears throat> talk like for at least the half the time that we're gonna talk about it. We'll just talk without spoilers. All right. Let's uh let's talk general reaction. Well, uh, let's keep all major spoilers out of it. Um, and I'll, I'll make it sure, like, it's very clear when the spoilers will start and yes. when they'll stop, uh, just to reiterate on that, so you don't have to worry. Yes, we We've will, got we will not spoil it for you, uh, without warning you. Even though some a-hole on Reddit <clears throat> spoiled it for me. Well, they spoiled, like, something in, like, the first 
maybe 15 minutes. Let's uh, let's start so. with Michael's reaction. Michael, when did you see Endgame? Uh, what were your first thoughts? And uh, we'll cut out any spoilers you accidentally slip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you did that for me. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome uh, I Michael. saw it uh, the Saturday of the weekend it came out. Uh, honestly, I loved it. I think, personally, that I like Infinity War just a little bit more. Action-packed. Uh, yes, there's definitely some slow parts in this, but the slow parts are well-deserved. Definitely, yeah. Yes. It really makes the payoff earned. It does. It really does. Yeah, I mean, we've had... And for 11 years, yeah. for this to be, like, <laughs> the conclusion for their phase, is it four now? Phase four. Well, it's this, really... This it's is, like, it's no, like almost phase, like... A, this is phase three. No, it's phase four. This is... What? I think so. Yeah, I think it's four. I think it's phase four. Oh, um, I thought it was phase... Three and the next is phase four. I don't know. I I, I know I what I've heard some people calling it is like the end of volume one of the MCU. I so will say like, if you're a long term fan and you've been here since the beginning, it's you'll you'll get your money's worth. Yes. It's definitely well deserved. If you have not seen at least the all the Avengers movies and most of the films in between, it will make no sense to you. Not at all. Probably. I'm sure there's somebody that uh, I just, didn't see any of the other ones. I've seen I know. Which, you would still probably enjoy it, though. You might. Yeah, you just would movie. be lost when it comes to characters. I, yeah. I saw a few comments from people saying, oh, I took my seven-year-old, but I haven't seen some of the other movies. They said, I didn't know what was happening anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my aunt and uncle, they went to see um, uh, part one, Infinity War, um, last year, and they hadn't seen like any of the other movies. Like, they, Well, they said they hadn't seen any. I'm sure they probably saw Iron Man because everybody's seen Iron Man. <laughs> But <laughs> they said they, they still, like, enjoyed it enough. Man, these chairs are really... Were they able to get just as emotional for people that have been watching it? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. Because <laughs> I took my cousin to see Infinity War, and he probably only saw, like, three or four movies, and he was able to get just as emotional as I was during those scenes. So I thought hmm. that was pretty impactful that they were able to do that for characters you may not even know. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are, like, hundred... Not hundred years old, but, like... How how I mean, like seventy? They started in like almost the seventy forties and fifties. Yeah, forties and I mean, Captain America started in the forties. Yeah, he so, was a character literally introduced as a uh, kind of uh, like an American a patriotic symbol for patriotic. America and a hero we needed during World War Two. His earliest, you know, in in uh, his earliest uh, iterations and stuff were him, you know, punching Hitler on the <laughs> cover yeah. of a comic book, yeah. which is sweet. Yeah, so they're all still. I mean. They're all still characters that I think everybody would know anyway. Right. Because they've been around for, yeah, I think it's been like 11 years and like yep. 20 different movies. I'm sure at least you could get 22 the gist films. Of. The culmination of 22 films uh, to do it this masterfully is incredibly, incredibly, uh, I mean, incredible is the only word. Yeah. It was just masterfully pulled off. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that there was that much time like put in to make something work so well. I do have a question for you two since you're both in the film industry. Uh -huh. Do you think this achievement will ever be pulled off again? Of course. You think they'll be able to build up another 10 years either with Marvel or DC or just another franchise and it will have this big of an impact? There's a lot of time left in the world. Because this weekend I heard it definitely. worldwide, it made over a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah I think was, it was 1.6. Like it was 1.2 billion in three days Let me just look worldwide. It up. We'll just check. Um, I think that it's possible to do it again. Yeah. I don't think it's likely to do it again. Um, I think just because... It, Everybody will always compare whatever the next big emotional arc or 
um, you know, culmination of a story arc uh, in the future, it'll always compare it to what Marvel did with this past, you know, 22 films. Yeah. Um, I think it's a game changer for the future of the film industry. Uh, I, I mean, I think we're seeing, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, honestly, it launched the cinematic universe type of like the cinematic universe genre. Like everybody's yeah. been trying to come up with their own cinematic universe. Ever There's since been two then. failed ones, at least so far. Uh, yeah. The, the Rest dark, in peace, Dooku. And the dark universe. That's yeah, that's the oh, Dooku. Man. Dark, that, uni- dark universe, cinematic universe. Oh man. That <laughs> that's was the dark uh, universe. That's the mummy and <laughs> the mummy Dr. Jackal, like, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And the, uh, there was a, there was a Dracula. They were making there. a universe out of that. They tried they to, tried. they, but the mummy with work. Tom Cruise failed so bad that they stopped already. Like, even they other. stopped in the first film. Yeah. I and mean, they, even had, they DC had struggling handful. making a universe and they're the only ones that could probably really compete with Marvel. Cause I yeah. mean, it's basically the same formulas. I think the problem is that DC is not as united behind the scenes. I think as Marvel is, um, I mean, honestly in game and the rest of the MCU is a true, and I, it sounds so cliche, but is the love letter to comic book characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell they have all this love and care and all, for every character, the creators, uh, the writers, the directors, they love these characters. And I think that is the most important aspect of Endgame and why it's so successful is that... <laughs> somebody's home. <laughs> yeah, someone's, someone's upstairs. upstairs. But, uh... Oh. Hello? Hey, can you know your trunk's open? Yeah, probably. I sit on the key sometimes. Did you shut it? No. Oh, can you go <laughs> shut it? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And to, like, <laughs> have so many movies... Like, what'd you say? 22 movies. 22 movies. That fit so well together. And, like, not like they that they look the same, but that they all, like... They have a uniform feel. Yeah. They, yeah. And with so many different directors for it to still... Each director, their voice is heard in these films, but at the same time, the overarching um, emotion and, I mean, overall, like, world feel is still there. Yeah. So it doesn't... Which is what makes me confused about Star Wars. <laughs> Because Disney's behind both of these. What happened? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I, I think it's still good. I honestly like, think it's a difference between uh, Kevin Feige and uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. I think Kathleen Kennedy is an excellent producer, but I think Kevin Feige's the better storyteller. And he's been put in charge of, you know, a 22 film arc as where Kathleen Kennedy is trying to build on uh, an arc that she didn't start. You know, that yeah. was started by George Lucas, you know, in well, 1977. She, she, she produced back then, didn't she? Yeah, she, she produced uh, some of his other films, but... He was in charge of the story arcs. Yeah. Uh, you know, now she's kind of in charge of that story group from Lucasfilm. And I just think that, you know, she's trying to finish what George started, but also trying to please fans well, and please what, what the George's bosses. wife started. She's really the only reason that those ended, ended up good. Yeah, that's the only reason, that, you know, uh, <laughs> that those worked so well. <laughs> well, I mean, at least the first one, honestly. Yeah. She was only involved in uh, episode one or episode four hmm. or uh, A New Hope. Okay. I the original she had Star Wars. A hand in all of them. She retired after that to raise their kids and then they got divorced. She's like, from, see you, Lucas. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> George Lucas. She stayed out of the limelight. She didn't want to be in the limelight and what it's really sad because honestly i think she could have changed the film industry in the 70s and 80s after that because i think she was that talented at kind of piecing the other stories and uh i don't know man i i, I would have loved to see what star wars could have been like if she had stayed involved do you think marvel will become like the new star wars where they just keep pushing them out to make a quick buck 
Well, there's been more. There's been there's, more Marvel movies than Star Wars yeah, movies there so has. far. I mean, honestly, it'll, it, I mean, there really has. There's already been more Marvel movies and Star Wars movies all around, especially yeah. Marvel comics. But I don't think you're going to get as much Marvel fatigue as you're going to get with Star Wars fatigue. The reason why is because we have so many superheroes throughout history yeah. and all these thousands and thousands of comic books. Yeah. Uh, we have so many characters to pull from. As with Star Wars, you know, Star Wars. It's hard. I mean, I think we've seen with Rogue One and uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Without the Skywalkers, I don't know how well Star Wars really works. Or at least I don't think they found the formula to make it work yeah. without the Skywalkers. Like, they might need to just go back to, like, Old Republic stuff. I would, I like, would get away love from, to see that. Like, get away from, like, before any, like, Skywalker is born. Or, like, get, just go somewhere completely different. Which I know is what they sort of are planning to do. Like this, this next one will be I've the heard last that. I, Skywalker I've, movie. I heard some rumors that the uh, so the guys who behind Game of Thrones are getting their own Star Wars trilogy. Okay, and the rumor is is that it'll be set in the Old Republic. I hope that's true. That'd be kind of cool. That would be amazing. Some uh, Jedi. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> some Jedi's and um, because I for, to me Disney has only shown they don't care about the prequels. They only care about the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy. And I'm so tired of hearing about the Galactic Civil War. <laughs> I, I'm so tired of seeing stormtroopers. I was already disappointed in the sequel trilogy that we saw more stormtroopers and they're just wearing sleeker armor <laughs> 30 well, years later. I mean, I get the whole hey, remnants of the Empire thing. It sells thing. toys. It does sell toys, <laughs> but I think they could have sold toys with different kinds of troopers. Yeah. I think the first, first Order shouldn't have been, you know, true remnants of the Empire wearing just revamped stormtrooper outfits. Well, I don't know if we but, can really get away from, like, a trooper figure kind of person because even in, like, Old Republic, it's like... The, um, they had like Sith troopers and stuff like that, but, but, but like they they like all like the Mandalorian stuff because yeah, that's where but, all that armor. But at least comes the from. armor, the designs were different. They weren't white, sleek designs. Yeah. You know, I I would like to see you know some new colors and stuff like that. They can sell plenty of new toys with new colors and you know new designs. Honestly, new designs help them sell more toys. That's why George Lucas did yeah. it in the prequels. He had so many new character designs. Even for he did toys for background characters because he's a, literally he, movies were the like smallest part of their profit. Their profit came from toys. He is the most brilliant person in the world when it comes to business because he sold his uh, his profit share for A New Hope itself and in exchange for the toy sales. Hmm. And yeah, and 20th Century Fox is thinking, oh, good, this thing's going to flop. We're going to, well, at least, you know, we don't have to pay the director. And now he made his billions, his first billions with yeah. a B from toy sales, not from movies, but toy sales. That's just absolutely brilliant. I mean, he made a toy for everyone. Characters that had no lines, just background extras. He had toys for them, and they had they had they had bios and stories, and and they were sweet. And so people bought them. I bought toys of characters that never had a line. I have toys of characters who didn't even make the final cut of the movie. Like who? Uh, I don't know their names. Asajj Ventress. Yeah, Asajj Ventress. Yeah. Well, she you know she made it in the Clone Wars cartoons at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like Ayla Secura, she's like in the background of uh, all of these prequel movies. She's this blue Twi'lek or Twi'lek and she uh, <laughs> she has no lines in any of the movies and George Lucas didn't even create her. A fan created her in fan fiction and George liked the design so he just included her as a background character in some of the movies. Hmm. He didn't even create her. 
and see, he's making he made money off of someone else's fan fiction. <laughs> the guy smart is business move right brilliant. There. All right, so let's let's get back to Avengers. <laughs> I know we talked about Star Wars for like fifteen minutes. We, sure. We'll do a whole podcast about Star Wars. We yeah, will. towards the end of the year. I mean, it'll be the last. It'll be well, the what, last of the year. What's it, it's called? The Last Skywalker. No, the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of yeah. Skywalker. I mean, it'll be the last, the last in like this whole nine movie thing. So there's a lot to talk about. So for Marvel, I read the actual last movie in their Phase Four is actually Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is coming out after Endgame, of course. So that's their last movie for their Phase. My question yeah. to you two are: You think you'll be as interested when the stakes are smaller? I mean, you just fought the strongest person in the entire universe, and then you're going off to London to fight, I believe it's Elementals um, and Mysterio. It's, um, Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Mysterio. I do um, like Mysterio. <laughs> I liked him in the Spider-Man games. I've been waiting for him for a long time. I'm just wondering why be as invested, because... Yeah. I'm really hoping he's done well. I, I really, I'm really hoping they do him well, because I think he's such an interesting and actually kind of funny character. Um, Mysterio? Yeah, yeah. I think he's really kind of a ridiculous concept, but I think that's uh, one of the things Marvel's been doing really well is they've been learning how to take those ridiculous characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy and kind of make them tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, and they, they just embrace the ridiculousness and their little, they, you know, they wink that little wink to the audience of, hey, we know this is stupid, but it works. Mm hmm. You know, and I really hope they do that right with Mysterio. I do think that um, I can still be invested uh, with smaller stakes because I try to take the stakes of a film uh, within the context of the film and not the overarching story with the MCU. That was the thing that was so incredible about the MCU is that all the films ended up (laughs) piecing together really, really well with the end game. But they all worked as standalone stories, except for Thor The Dark World, which was utter trash. Um, <laughs> that's a good point of them all connecting. Do you think Far From Home will have repercussions of Endgame? Like, will there be mentions it, of loved ones that I mean, were dust at one point? Like, um, that's a spoiler kind of. something. <laughs> the repercussions of that were kind of spoilery. So, um, the the dust. Loved yeah, maybe ones we can get into that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we'll we'll, get, we'll delve into but that. Like, from what I understand, at least bit. because because. Marvel, for the most part, was in charge of making the the, the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, I got a message from Patreon. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just wish they didn't release can... a trailer before Endgame. Yeah, because, that kind of bummed me out. Sony was in charge of all the marketing for it. Right. Because I mean, so, we already they knew. Still yeah. We knew yeah. they were certain characters were yeah, going to I mean, come they back. Have, they but have, still, I wanted to at least like a believe whole page for a while. Of all of the logos for the next like <laughs> thirteen movies already. Yes. Um, but like. You know, we live in the real world. They've got to, like, actually, you know, market stuff, whether or not it, like, whether or not the movies, you know, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I think the um, deal with Sony is interesting because basically Marvel said, we'll make your Spider-Man movies good and sell tickets. And you can keep all the profit for the Spider-Man solo movies as long as we can use them in Avengers movies and you don't take any of the profit. And then they busted out Spider-Verse. Yeah, like, oh, cool, Spider-verse. they can make a good Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah, they made or, a really like, a good fantastic one. Spider-Man movie. Did yeah, you see that movie I was great. surprised by that. I thought I wouldn't like so it, good. and I got dragged to it. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I in, really, really enjoyed it. I went in expecting just complete trash. My nephews have been what? begging me to take it. To, well, I really, <laughs> the I moment in, I saw the trailer, like the first trailer, like, 
Uh, it might have been before. I was a, so Avengers. hesitant. Yeah, I was so hesitant. Before, well, because I, I liked the first Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield. I thought it was pretty good. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then the second one came out and there were a couple of moments. I was like, oh, this is cool. But man, this film is just convoluted. And so, but the trailers made it look really good. There's actually <laughs> so, a lot of deleted scenes from Amazing Spider-Man 2 that would have been an interesting storyline. Like there's hmm. one of Peter at the grave site at the very end and his dad actually is there. And he's been in hiding. You can actually look the scene up on YouTube. Hmm. So there's so many ideas that Mark Webb had that were obviously cut because, uh, I mean, Sony, they take control of their yeah, movies. Yeah, they, they take I a lot of control. Liked. But I, but I the know. Toby one's paid off. So I think the problem is, is that the thing that makes Spider-Man so good as a character is that he's got... Uh, everything is a personal connection to him always. Uh, but I think Amazing Spider-Man took that to a next the next level that made everybody's personal connection to him really elevated. <laughs> He's like, like I, I don't need secret hiding parents. Peter works better as an orphan who's living with his aunt. I mean, he, work, he I don't care about his dad. Mm-hmm. His, his dad figure has always been Uncle Ben. That's more interesting. Um, you know, I just... So Sony tends to really convolute things and they keep it less grounded. And while the MCU definitely isn't really grounded anymore, they've found a way to almost introduce these science fiction aspects to their superheroes that still feel grounded. I mean, um, and we'll, we'll talk about more about one of those science fiction things, I guess, when it comes to Endgame, when we come to the spoilers um, about Endgame itself. But uh I was going to say, what do you think of the Marvel Universe where Spider-Man's connection to Ben, his uncle wasn't really there. It's more to Iron Man. It's kind of like his Ben. Yeah, um, I think that's that, I think that's good because we've seen the Uncle Ben storyline twice now in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And we don't really need to see it again. We know we're aware. And just having vague references to Ben, like he's carrying Uncle Ben's suitcase and stuff like that. I think that works fine. Um, yeah, Aunt May uh, is a little too hot. I think <laughs> in, got that right in, uh, in the Spider Man. Uh, however, I, th- I do think it was fine. I think she was too old in the other Spider Man, though. Yeah, she uh, was a bit. Yeah, she was like, oh, so why is Aunt May like eighty? Yeah, <laughs> the Amazing Spider Man was like the perfect age for yeah, her. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that was a uh, Sally Field was a good choice for that i really don't remember enough of the amazing spider-man i think it was one of those movies that it rebooted too quickly so all the toby fanboys were already hating the movie before it came out because i even remember when i saw trailers for that i was like where's toby and i didn't go see it and then eventually when i ended up watching it like joe said i really enjoyed the movie and i was Mm -hmm. disappointed we'd never get a third one even though the second one was a little the second one i understood after seeing the second one why the third one got canceled (laughs) but uh the first one was had a lot of promise and i thought uh Andrew Garfield worked really well as a as uh, Spider-Man. However, I thought he was a terrible Peter Parker. He's way too good looking and way too cool. He comes and across he's old. And, yeah, he's like twenty. He's like hallway, man. Yeah, bro. Like Peter, don't you want a Peter Parker that skateboards through the hallway? And dunks and, on the bullies. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, as to where I thought, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire made a better Peter Parker than he did a Spider-Man. Um, I don't think he was quippy enough. And that's why I think Tom Holland's such a good casting choice because I think he's a really good Peter Parker. He's the right kind of dorky. You know, he's still cool to the audience, but he is still really, really dorky and kind of lame. His jokes suck and he's only funny to himself. Yeah. And that's crazy. He's only 23 in real life. He looks so much younger. Yeah. He, well, when he got cast in Civil War, he was like, what, five years ago now? Yeah. He was like 17. (laughs) I mean, Uh. 
but he works really well because he looks young. He's got a young, he's got a small build, which mm-hmm. makes him look, you know, a lot younger. Um, but I think he, he makes for a really good quippy Spider-Man as well. And yeah. um, if they introduce uh, uh, Deadpool into the MCU, I would love to see him and Ryan Reynolds together oh as best buddies. Uh, I don't, however, think they can successfully introduce Deadpool into this Marvel universe. Um, I um, just, I don't see any way that they could make that work. I'm so in for a Deadpool three where he fights Wolverine. That's all I want. <laughs> I think Ryan, that's, make I think that's of, all Ryan Reynolds wants. Yeah. <laughs> they can make fun of Batman versus Superman evil. Just Deadpool versus Wolverine. <laughs> and have their mother have the same name. Days. <laughs> Wolverine's just reluctant the whole time. He's like, I really don't want to be here. <laughs> Deadpool's like, shut up. You love it. You love it. So more on in game specifically, instead of like all of the stuff around it. Um, I think we all agree that the movie was really good. Yes. Very, very good. Um, were there, without spoilers, things that you necessarily didn't care for or that you thought weren't like taken care of quite There's one the right scene, way? but it's a spoiler, so I'll talk more in that about spoilers. Okay. Yeah, there, well, it's semi-spoiler. I just, we'll talk about it later for me. Uh, there, my first watching, my first viewing, I there was a couple things I didn't like. Um, I think it was more. Joe so, watched it three times. I, ha- I have it's seen been it three like, times. It's been like two days since it came out. <laughs> it came out Thursday. I have seen it three times. Oh yeah, I, I saw it Thursday, done. Friday, and Sunday, and I will be seeing it with my wife tomorrow. Has she seen it? Yet? No, she has not seen it. She's really mad that I went three times. Yeah, she without her. spoiled yet? <laughs> She's like, no, Joe, she stop not, spending money. She has not been spoiled yet. She has avoided the internet. Lucky, uh, lucky. My nephews on Sunday tried to spoil it, and I about smacked him upside the head to save it for her. Yeah, me and Michael got spoiled a little bit. I got spoiled literally two days before I saw it on a Facebook GIF. It made me so mad because it was a Wonder Woman, and when I clicked it, it showed a scene from the movie. Like a major one, and I was so mm. mad. But oh. it actually didn't ruin the experience for me. I still yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, the one that happened for me, I at least I read what the thing was. I'll, I'll say it's more specifically later. But it was like, I just happened to be in a thread, and just some guy was just just being just a jerk. Because it was like the, the first part of his response was in response to what the guy above him said, and then he just put a spoiler. And I was just like, <laughs> okay cool but it also just didn't make any sense i'm like i'm like they said it happened in the first like well they said sequence they don't understand what a sequence is in a movie mm. um because it didn't happen in the first sequence the first act yeah People yeah like, and the yeah. First, well in the first like 15 20 minutes ish <laughs> um but like also i was like it doesn't really make sense like that that would just be yeah the end of what that thing is yeah um, I, th- I think it's about time we get into the spoiler territory because I think we're having sure. trouble even getting yeah. our points across. Can now? we all agree okay. that people that spoil this movie should be the first ones snapped out of existence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, I, now I know why Thanos did what he did. Yeah. For people like the ones Wolfie and I have encountered. Yeah. There is a special place um, in hell. There's a special place inside the Soul Stone. There's a special place for people who who go out of their way to purposely ruin things for other people, especially something like this. I, if you spoiled it on your status on Facebook, just know I deleted you. <laughs> oh, I did. I deleted the guy. I saw I the really comments will. after I, really I will. saw the spoiler, and people were like, why would you do that? And he's like, because I got spoiled. Jeez. People who go to the movies with me, my first rule that I tell them, I'm like, if we were walking out of the theater and there are spoilers, do not. we don't talk about the movie until we get to the car. I put headphones in walking into the theater. I was Smart. Like, I'm just being careful. Yeah. There's nobody there because it's <laughs> 12:40 in the afternoon on Monday. Um, 
Yeah, uh, my mom was asking. I, my mom went with me on Friday because my mom is an Avengers fan. She hey. she loves the Avengers. That's good. So um, mine. And my dad does not care anything about it or want to see any of them, <laughs> so he won't take her. So I take my mom to the movies because I'm a good son. There you go. So I took her to go see it, and uh, <laughs> she uh, she started trying to talk about it on the way out of the theater. I was like, wait till we get to the car. Yeah, please, mom, stop. Because um, I literally there were people walking in, you know, talking like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. They were speculating. I'm like, you do not want to let anything slip. I mean. <laughs> You, did you guys Ant hear Man about goes it? up Thanos's butt? It, yeah, it happened. It happened. Spoiler God, alert. Hey, we Ant haven't got to the spoilers yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no. that's not a spoiler. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about the guy who got beat up outside of a theater? I for did hear about that. I saw yeah, it on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Kanan, Kanan told me yesterday that, that there was a guy. I that honestly got beat up. do not feel sorry for did him. Did he have it coming or is that an overreaction? Um, There's, there's a line. If it was like. Like you get the guy out of the theater and get rid of him. Like maybe he gets hit once or twice, but like, I don't know how much the guy like actually got beaten up because then it's a bit too far. Cause then it's just like, it's like, it's like guys, this is just, this is just art. Is that something movie theaters should be responsible for? Is for people running out because I remember I had to wait ten minutes before my movie started, so I was sitting in the hallway with my ears plugged because <laughs> people were coming out. Did you see that scene when I was like, nope? <laughs> um. I, we actually at my at the premiere night at Thursday, the general manager of the theater came in and was just like, "Oh yeah, are you guys ready to see Avengers?" And there was like one, woo, <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, am I at the premiere of Pokemon? <laughs> what is happening here?" Now it'll he be much like, louder at the which, premiere for Pokemon. No, seriously. I, I, by the way, I am going to go see Detective Pikachu. Oh boy, um, we are going to have to do a podcast on that. Are, I'm going to go the day <laughs> it comes out so I can get that that Detective Pikachu let's, Pokemon card. Dude, let's do it. I mean, seriously, I'll go with you. <laughs> we're we're going to go as a group to go see Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I haven't even seen the trailer yet. I just know Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu. It looks so good. It looks... It looks so ridiculous that I want to watch it four times. And like being, the, sc- the screenings are going really well as well. Like being a really guy well. who actually hasn't really watched any Pokemon, would I still enjoy going to see this? Uh, I don't know. I haven't Probably. seen it yet. <laughs> I would say it would be very bad for them if they made a movie that you wouldn't be able to understand yes. if you never played Pokemon. Okay. I, that's I, not a very good way to sell movies. Because I've seen like one or two of the old cartoon a while ago, but I never like watched it, watched it. I think the fact that this is a completely separate story uh, in the Pokemon universe and it's an alternate timeline it's realistic Pokemon, I think it will work fine mm-hmm. without it. I think you should be able to come in and watch it without having any, you know, idea of what a Pokemon is. Yeah, like and it should. It doesn't matter. It should be if it if they know what they're doing. And Legendary yeah. Pictures kind of knows what how to make movies. Mm-hmm. I would say that it will be a movie that you can enjoy that just happens to have all I Pokemon remember is Team might. Rocket, <laughs> and then they'd get blasted off every time. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh shoot! But uh, I I think that'll be in. An interesting movie, but uh, what I, sure. we were sitting in there and the general manager comes in. He's like, please do not spoil this for anybody on the outside. You're at an early screening. There are people going to be waiting in line when you get out. Mm-hmm. He's like, please don't do that. You know, it's we we don't want unhappy guests. Yeah. You know, what we theater did you in. go to? Uh, I went to uh, Cinemark. I went to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, bad for you. <laughs> we don't have a Danbury anymore. It's we now have Cinema Ten in There's Middletown. Still but Dollar Danbury. Um, um, oh yeah, there closed. is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like got Bass Pro Shop and I went to Cinemark that. up in Miamisburg. Okay, um, that's where I went for. Two of my screenings. The other screening, I went to Sinopolis in Springboro. I went to the Cobb. So the Cobb's love a good the theater, Cobb. man. It Cobb, really if is. you want to sponsor, I just get, let us know. I usually go to the, we'd yeah. love to help you out. Any movie company yeah, yeah. that wants we'll to sponsor us, we will we'll take it. Um, you know, I, I'll probably go to AMC tomorrow. I use the A-list, so mm-hmm. I don't have to 
pay extra to go <laughs> see um, a movie. To answer your question, because you asked if like maybe if if the people who run the movie theater should be like. Yeah, they should have different exit doors when they leave the theater away have, from the people coming in. I have been to some theaters in. where there is a separate exit. Um, Which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I think the, one of the Hamilton theaters had something sort of like that. But it gets really hard to tell people not to do something and specifically not do something because there's always people that don't, don't do care. The opposite. They're going to be contrarian just, and do it anyway. They just so. want to do it because... Or they yeah, got ruined, they so can. they want to ruin it for yeah. everyone. They're just trolling. Or there'll be people who come out and give fake spoilers just to try to get people riled up. Yeah, which is what I figured the spoiler that fake I Fake spoilers, I don't mind, because if I watch the movie and it never happens, I'm satisfied. But oh, yeah. I got spoiled on The Last Jedi before I saw it. Like, literally, someone sent me a poem. They said, <laughs> roses are red. He's <laughs> um, like, and there are people I hate. Luke dies in episode eight. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hate well. you so much. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. So it's been an hour, almost exactly. That turned out pretty well. Uh, we will go ahead and do some spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, alert. spoiler. spoiler. Uh, get out now while you can. You have... 10 seconds to get out of this podcast. If you want to catch the end of the podcast after the spoilers, you can go to one hour and 38 minutes. And then I'll just dub in later. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, right. so, so then we'll just start. I believe Spider Man died again. <laughs> oh my gosh, he dies every time. He didn't feel good a second time. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I, I still don't feel good. I feel bad again. Okay, so on spoilers, hold on, hold on. let me just tell you what I got spoiled. Yeah, what, on. yeah we'll, we'll yeah. yeah. It was a gif of Wonder Woman and it looked like she was ready to blast off like she does one of her high jumps. So yeah. I click it. It takes me to a separate page and it shows Iron Man with all the stones on his glove. He snaps and then Thanos turns to dust and the dust spells out spoiled. Oh. I was so mad because it happened so good. quick. I didn't have time to exit. That's, I was that's, like, what that's is not this? too bad. Though. I mean, we all knew Thanos was going to get some comeuppance. We knew he was going to die in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, to but me, that's not of, as bad of a spoiler as. It's still kind of like I said, maybe still, a little bit. I still enjoyed the tension. movie knowing yeah. that was going to happen yeah Yeah. well i think the biggest question we had all going into it is who is gonna use the glove who's gonna use the gauntlet who's gonna um, actually die in this movie since nobody dies ever. yeah <laughs> i and i do love that we the stakes felt real we didn't know who was gonna die yeah. they felt realer um, but still i only, honestly thought cap was gonna die still the whole only movie. two people died <laughs> which kind of yeah. made me upset i was you like know, i was like i was like well, like, but there are but please, there are characters. Just kill more people, please. There are characters that <laughs> stayed dead from Infinity War, and I think that's that's helpful as well. You know, yeah, Vision, yeah, Vision yeah. stays Vision dead. Yeah, Vision's dead. Um, um, and Gamora, <laughs> past Gamora's Gamora, or future I'm Gamora stays on. Uh, she real Gamora's dead, but past Gamora's in the future now. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of a and weird she just place to leave her. <laughs> Which kind of sucks for the new Guardians movie because all that relationship she has with Quill is gone. So they either need to build the, the that movie, back up. The movie's going to be oh, finding her. It's totally going to be a love triangle between her, her uh, Thor. Oh, and, what if she goes for uh, Thor? Wouldn't that be Peter something? Will. I really think that's going to be it. Um, all right, let's let's start. Hold on, I got to tell my spoiler. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, what's so, your spoiler? So I was on Reddit, and the comment was like, was like something, something, something. Thanos gets his head cut off in the first. Uh, he said first sequence. He in the first sequence of the movie, and I was just like, I closed my phone. And I was like. Why? Why? <laughs> what the heck? That, that was a great, actually, subversion of expectations. I really didn't see expect to see a beheading of Thanos yeah. in the first act. Which is why, um, which is why, I wasn't like too like too miffed about it because if he wasn't that the guy wasn't lying that it happened and it happened in the beginning of the movie, I knew there wasn't going to be a chance that 
since we already sort of knew there was like going to be time travel stuff, there was not going to be any way that Thanos wasn't going to be in the second half of the movie without having to like who else? What other like big bad guy? Because they have drawn from other than maybe like Galact. They could go to Galactus. Maybe I guess I don't isn't know. that the the, ne- the next maybe. end movie? Yeah, maybe. Whiplash comes back. Yeah, Whiplash, <laughs> <laughs> the villain all along. He's looking for it his was the Mandarin. The, the Squidward man shows up again. The real one. Jeez, oh, <laughs> it was so, this time. It was the real man. Yeah, but like all I can um, think of was either it's like he's gonna come back or like. Maybe like, like Lady Death or whatever would have to show up, but mm. still that wouldn't really make any sense because she wasn't in any of the last one. What I'll say, and I, I actually was glad they didn't do the Lady Death thing. I think that is one of the worst parts of the comics, and I think that's one of those things that takes away some of the groundedness of the MCU yeah. if they introduce that. Yeah, Honestly, if, if Thanos had a love interest in the right, movie. <laughs> and that it's that it's death. Um, do you love me now? <laughs> My uh, initial thought uh, going into Endgame was I'd heard all this these rumors about time travel, um, and I was thinking, dear God, no, please. <laughs> now the time turned us again. Don't, we don't need time travel because I was like, that's just going to screw up everything. I just, I really, really hate adding time travel into superhero movies or things like that. Which um, kind of does screw it up if you think about a lot of the scenes. A little bit. Well, uh, but, they, bit but they gave everything back honestly, to the other places. So it doesn't like yeah. the biggest thing I was concerned with is when everyone came back, the ones that were dusted are five years younger, technically, right? So that means yeah, when Spider Man goes back to school, all his <laughs> friends are like in college now. Well, half, half the kids, half yeah, the kids, yeah, half are, the kids, yeah, right. So, but I guess I guess I didn't even I didn't even realize the that. ones from Far From Home are obviously the ones that got dusted. I'm going yeah, to guess, which is they really walk, really convenient. Because there's a scene where they walk. Ned, is that you? Because <laughs> he walks back into the school and all the kids are still. <laughs> I didn't even. That's yeah, interesting. That is very interesting, but um, uh, I, I'm not yeah, going to read too much into That's yeah. fine. I mean, it, it's a comic book movie. Things like that have to happen. But I, I, honestly, <laughs> I was really, <laughs> I was actually pretty stoked that they pulled off time travel. I, yeah. When I, yeah. as soon as they locked a, off Thanos' head in that first act, I was like, oh God, it's a time travel movie. <laughs> I, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, it's going to be a time travel movie. As soon as they went five years into the future, I'm like, yep, confirmed. And then Ant-Man's like, oh, hey, <laughs> there might be a way to travel time. I'm like. Here we go. <laughs> the movie was definitely fan service and nostalgia put together, but in, in, a, good in, way. in a good way. In the best way. In a good way. Mm-hmm. There's Another nothing wrong with fan service if it's though, earned. Loki dying in Infinity War, when he gets the Tesseract from when they went Loki back in time, dead. does that mean that everything after and, Avengers and didn't happen? No, yeah, there's a timeline it, yeah, where it, Avengers... It creates <laughs> a new timeline. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. What, what, that's what confused me. So many things they changed, and I, I was just lost. Well, it just creates a new timeline yeah. in and yeah. of it itself. Because they, they explain that it doesn't affect their... It just their affects timeline. other timelines, but yeah. not theirs. Yeah. Yes, because timeline or because time travel doesn't quite work like right. Like they said, like in Back to the Future. And, and I don't really know how <laughs> what Robo that means Cop for Chris Evans. I don't really know what that means for Captain America somehow being old in their timeline. But I'm fine with it because that's the greatest ending for a superhero ever. Yeah, especially for um, those two who's been in basically all of the movies, and they were they were both like. I want to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you're listening and you're you're listening to the spoilers on purpose because you don't plan on seeing this film, uh, Captain America decides to live in the past and get his final dance with Peggy. And oh. did you guys see that coming? Oh, yes. Oh yeah. As soon as it, when they're in 1970 with Tony and Cap going back in time, and he sees her through that glass, I turned to my nephew in the theater. I said, "He's gonna stay in the past with Peggy, or he's gonna live his life there." I said after the movie, and he was like. He's like, really? And I was like, yeah, I think it's going to happen. And sure enough, 
<laughs> he goes back in time, doesn't come mm-hmm. back. And rightfully so, well-earned Cap, stay in the past, have kids. You have earned it. You could do that all day. I didn't call it until at the very end when he was going to return the Infinity Stones. And uh-huh. he uh, he looks over at Bucky and they say that I, I'm going to miss you. And I was like, that's kind of weird. He's going to be, he's gonna be back that. in five seconds. And then when he went back, I was like, oh, Bucky I bet you. I didn't, even, Bucky I didn't even like think about He probably told him is what my guess was. Well, that, that was a nice callback too when um, Cap, Cap says to him, he's like, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. And Bucky says, you know, well, how can I do that when you're taking all the stupid with you? That was actually what... Uh, uh, Steve said to Bucky in Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay. When, oh, did uh, yeah, when he was See, going off to the war. I watched that movie a couple times. I don't remember <clears throat> Bucky in that movie at all. <laughs> He's a pretty forgettable character, <laughs> so. honestly, until Winter Soldier, and then you're like, oh yeah. I love hey. how they do a twist on scenes that were previously in the universe. Like I think it's when they go back to the First Avengers movie, and Hail Cap Hydra. gets in the elevator, <laughs> and I think there's going to be another fight scene, just like in Winter Soldier, and then he just finds a clever way around it. Yeah. I love how they do little callbacks like that that i know i love that i actually was hoping for a repeat of that scene just because i wanted to watch that scene again it's one of my favorite fights in the mcu mm-hmm. uh that elevator fight you don't I've remember the winter that. soldier uh, elevator fight i didn't see winter soldier winter oh, soldier is I don't the know best action that. one that's what i've heard this universe. i don't know how i missed it's that. like a political spy thriller it's amazing yeah i i know i know from what i know of it i know i would love that, it to me actually that's one of the brilliance brilliant pieces of the mcu though is that they have this you know they they can do all these subgenres with superheroes like you know you can have a politi- you can have a heist film with ant-man you have yeah. a political spy thriller with uh time you know captain heist. america yeah a time it's a time travel heist <laughs> I love that Iron Man's just immediately like uh, taking lines from our film, The Present, but that's not how time travel works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they took it from us. Yeah, they, they stole it from us. Uh, actually, you know, clearly, <laughs> clearly MCU watches our obscure short films yeah. and takes all their ideas from us. Out of curiosity for you two, what was the most emotional scene for you? Uh, I still think uh, Captain America's dance with Peggy. To me, that was the most emotional because Captain America is my favorite Avenger. Uh, I think he uh, it's between him, Thor and Groot are my three favorite like MCU characters. And I didn't like Thor that much at the beginning. I love his arc from Ragnarok and on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Captain America has always been one of my favorite characters. I identify really well with him. I just think he's got this no this sense of duty about him uh, that I just like even when he doesn't want to do something, he still feels the call to do it and does it anyway. Uh, and I, I just love that about his character and that's what makes me so attached to him. So to see him finally, you know, get some closure and get to rest, that made me emotional. Cause that just made me, I was just, I was happy. It was like seeing, a, you know, my friend finally get to settle down and, you know, be who he wants to be instead of being who he has to be. Yeah. Gotcha. What there, about you, there, was, there was a handful of times, um, you know, like where you get like that, like wave of emotion from your chest like your chest hurts <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's like it's like it like it would be hard to watch this movie and not feel like anything mm-hmm. after watching so many and like i mean like growing up with all of these characters right um i don't have like one specific time but there was like a handful of like like times where I was like, this is so cool. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> like, this is why I like movies. Uh, just like to get and sit for like three hours and like, let like all of the rest of the world fade away. 
and then you get to just enjoy you get like to watch characters that on you've grown to love since you were 15 you yeah. know or you were 13 i guess when the how old were you when the when did first I, iron man come out was it like 2008 hulk, hulk was the first one Joe. was hulk technically first yeah 2007 and iron man was 2008 right yes that would have been 2007 i would have been seventh grade well depending on like the part of the year uh, i'm pretty sure iron man came out first and then incredible hulk i didn't start watching the mcu until the first avengers came out so i kind of had to play catch up for a little bit <laughs> iron man was 2008 incredible incredible hulk was also 2008 okay uh, okay so I, i'm pretty sure uh, iron man came out first and then it was hulk came out later that year somebody will school us for sure Oh, I'm sure there will be some kind of comment. They'll be like, you guys don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, we don't. But I did find out there's a post credit scene in The Incredible Hulk, and it's Tony Stark yeah. walking into the bar, which I never knew the first two times yeah. watching that I movie. remember seeing that forever ago. Because I didn't know who Tony, like, Tony Stark was at the time. I was like, this? who's this guy? It's like, what is this scene? I uh, I actually was fine with there being no end credits for this. I stayed. Oh, just did you case. hear the hammer? I did hear the hammer. Yeah. I was like, I was like. I was like, I don't know. I'm torn between if it was not worth it staying or if it's like... I stayed the first time. Like, I know that there's like been so many people that worked on this. It's like kind of my <laughs> my, my duty to sit through the credits and like appreciate all of these people that have made all of this I think this a, content a lot us. of people were satisfied with them not trying to connect another movie. Mm-hmm. It was literally like how Joe talks yeah. about it's a love letter <clears throat> to the fans and to the yep. people. They yep. didn't want to just cram another... They did lead us coming in ten yeah. years from now. I think. I think maybe part of it is they know there's going to be a pretty good drop off after this one. I think a year, they're taking it, like, a year off, it, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to take well, an entire year. Spider Man is still this year. Yeah, they'll have Spider Man this year. They have nothing on the books when for next Spider-Man? year, and they don't have any release dates for any future fall. films yet. Sometime. No, no it's actually this summer. What it's summer? <laughs> Jeez. It's later. I think it's July. We definitely okay. should go all check that out together. Yeah, yeah, we will. Sure. We will definitely be doing a podcast on Spider Man. Oh, but uh. For my emotional part, I obviously got emotional for Iron Man because he's one of my favorite in Cap. But surprisingly, I got really emotional with the Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow scene where they're fighting to commit suicide. (laughs) It sounds so cheesy, but but for some reason, that part really got me. Yeah, because the whole time I thought Hawkeye was going to do it. Yeah, because it's like it's like it's like there's 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 like ample reason for both of them to want to do it. Honestly, I I did not know until they showed Black Widow, you know, actually dead. Yeah, I. For sure, wasn't sure which one of them was going to be. Yeah, because I just kept expecting like another rope to shoot up. I just kept expecting to go back and forth and back and forth. I mean, it forever. makes sense for her since um, he has a family, but yeah. it's definitely something that caught me off guard. And it just was really powerful him trying to reach her, him, her with his other hand, but it was trapped on the mm-hmm. and the rope. I liked that arc a lot, and honestly, like I liked Hawkeye's use in this film, which Hawkeye is the Avenger who gets the most hate. Definitely. And <laughs> honestly, this film, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's um, pretty good. As Ronan. Uh, as Ronan. And, but <laughs> even in the opening scene um, with him and his family, like that actually hit me right in the gut. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, Watching this is how we're gonna start it. Okay, he turns around and his daughter's disappeared, and you're just like, Oh no, yeah, because it's like, you know, because it's like, because you see the dust, everybody knows what the dust is, but he doesn't. He's like, Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't say that, but it's like, it's but he realizes something tragic has happened, and he doesn't know what. And you just you have this sense of, like, I want to tell him, yeah, I feel so bad, yeah, and that that was like a gut punch beginning to me, and it it really helped rebuild this 
you know, the stakes of what we left off with in Infinity War. You yeah. know, we all left with that gut punch and we're reminded of that gut punch at the beginning. And people coming in who haven't seen, you know, Infinity War, they kind of understand that these people disappeared. Yeah. And you know? they didn't start with anything like the, it like started on that scene. There wasn't anything yeah. before. I it. thought that was another movie coming out yeah. when it first yeah. started. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what is this? He's in yeah. another movie with a bow and arrow. I like I liked <laughs> that there were no logos before that. I think it really helped establish uh, you know what happened? Yeah, we had like two and intros. <laughs> I am really nice yeah. between that scene because part of me thought that scene was perfect, and another part of me kind of wanted him to see it happen. That way, it was more emotional. Like he sees like his little boy. Yeah, like kind of like Spider Man. But then I thought we've had too much of that as well. So maybe yeah. it, it makes more sense for them to just disappear, and he kind of like loses it a little bit. I, yeah, I love that he. You know, he's trying to get his daughter to come to lunch, and he can't find her in that moment. You know, he just goes behind the tree; and she's gone. But yeah. for real, who that, puts mayonnaise on a hot dog? Yeah, who does put mayonnaise <laughs> on a hot dog? Apparently, his sons. What kind of boys is he raising? Well, it's a good thing they died. <laughs> hey, no, kidding. they're back. They're yeah. back. Whoa. Um, I will say, I almost had a thought. Like when they were like fighting to like jump off the cliff, I was like, I wonder if like it'll be like this, like, like they'll pull this thing, like him, like sacrificing himself for his family will count. And but like he won't he like he won't die like him, like the act of him going to kill himself, like with the mindset that he'd do it regardless yeah. of somehow he yeah. has to like like he's sacrificing the rest of his life for his for his family. I almost thought like maybe like like My- it like it would like like i don't know like that he would that nobody would have to die it was just like the act of my question back to that is when cap returns the stones does him giving back the soul stone give back black widow her soul or since he they have the stone i would doubt it i'm more interested in the conversation he has to have with red skull (laughs) (laughs) hey Hey, man uh, Uh, okay so i have a question (laughs) okay because i never looked it up how did he get there uh, so that was, an, that happen it in, was explained in infinity war. So at the, did you see first Avenger, uh, captain, the first captain yeah. America. Okay. When, uh, he tries to wield the Tesseract, he wasn't strong enough and it's the space stone. So it just launched him through space. Oh, and, uh, I don't remember that. then he got banished to Vormir by the stones for some reason. I, hmm. I don't, they don't really explain why he just says he was banished there when he tried to wield it because hmm. he was not worthy is what he said. Did it you sense. know that was a different and, um, actor? Yeah, it I was. Just now, I just it, now learned yeah. that. Was it the guy from the Matrix? It, he no, didn't want to no. put the makeup on. He uh, said, well, I, he said he didn't want to play Red rumor. Skull ever again. Uh, he wasn't interested. So they got Ross Marquand. He's like, he's like, guys, um, I'm kind of tired of playing a Nazi. three minute scene though. Like. Yeah. He probably well, would have made like a million dollars off yeah, that three yeah, minutes. Probably not I doubt that. that. <laughs> I doubt it was that much. Not unless you're uh, Mark Hamill in uh, episode seven, yeah. who made a million dollars for a turnaround. Um, however, uh, they got Ross Marquand. They look exactly like him. You would know him from Air- as Aaron in The Walking Dead, if you watch Walking Dead. Not in a, um, not a long time. I haven't okay, watched Walking okay. Dead since 2013. <laughs> Ross Marquand is famous for doing a lot of celebrity impressions, and he okay. does a really, really good impression of uh, the guy who plays Red Skull. What is that guy? What is that actor's Count name? for the Matrix. I just call him Mr. Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't yeah. believe I can't remember his name. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings as uh, Elrond. Yeah. And um, ah, that's killing me, dude. I got to look that up. <laughs> I got to look up his name. Um, oh, did you guys I also know? I wouldn't have been any wiser, though. <laughs> like he looked and Zach sounded exactly the same to me. So. Oh yeah, it's a, it's an incredible uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, Weaving I, a, is the name. A lot of it is the makeup. 
Uh, for sure. Yeah, the makeup, but, but the the actual impression of Hugo Weaving's voice was incredible. I mean, I, it tricked me the first time I saw it. I was like, wow, Hugo Weaving agreed to do this? And then I saw it was Ross Marquand in the credits. I was like, no way. I went, why the heck is Red Skull on this planet? What the frick? <laughs> I thought it was him in Infinity War, and I didn't question it. Then when I saw Endgame and then saw it was a different actor, I was like, why did they replace him from one movie? And I was like, oh, wait, it, he replaced him in Infinity War, too. So I was late to that. Yeah. But did both of you see Age of Ultron? Uh, yes. You know yeah. Tony's vision where it shows like all the all the Avengers dead at I've the beginning? I've seen all of these movies like once. Because I don't like rewatching movies. That seems very often. like incredibly accurate to Endgame. Because in the what Tony sees, Cap shields broken in half, which is what happens when he fights Thanos. Yeah. Black Widow's laid on the ground with her legs stretched out, like how she falls off the cliff. Oh, it's just crazy. All these different directors' perspectives and how the Russo brothers just added in, mm-hmm. of course, with their own little take to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be my favorite directors right now. Yeah, I, I might be fanboying on it, but from Winter Soldier to Civil War to this two-parter Avengers movie. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I really, really liked about Endgame was the interfighting in between uh, all of the Avengers. Uh, even the opening, you know, sequence uh, right after, you know, Captain Marvel saves Iron Man and Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark's having this conversation with Captain America and they're still pissed at each other from uh, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, and, and Iron I think Man's that, skinny I think as a that's bone. Great. Yeah, he's skinny from starving. Was that CGI and, or did he really starve himself? Uh, that looks so realistic. It, it, looked, it looked good, but I would assume it was It, it, was, it was probably a mixture of him dehydrating himself for the day yeah. and then... Uh, like I did. Yeah. the movie so I didn't have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what I was CGI. thinking. I was, like, I was like, man, he looks just like me. to get wheeled I'm out like, of the movie. Um, they got me yeah. on an IV drip as I'm... <laughs> no, oh. I could not do another movie where I had to pee the whole entire time again. Because I did that for Blade Runner. I did that for, I think, Solo, where I was just in pain, like, the whole second was half Solo of the that movie. Long? It wasn't, it was Solo like maybe, it was, it was two hours. It was over two hours. But, but it was still like, I was like, I was like, why is this happening to me? There were more moments in that that you could <laughs> and go it like pee hurts. There were more moments in that that it didn't yeah. matter if you missed I just I just don't like having to get up and like, get in somebody's way and then right. also like miss anything actually if you think about it cap and iron man never really do get to make up no they did they kind of had their moment i guess when uh when they're in new york in 2012 um when they decide to go kind of back uh, go deeper heist. go into the nine, 1970s they kind of have they this went, they went know, a second level deep this knot of trust it's inception i was gonna say inception all over again <laughs> you know I did like how they kept screwing up because I didn't want everything to go well, which obviously, I mean, it's the movie. It wasn't going to. I like mm-hmm. how they screwed up and had to find another way around it. Yeah, yeah. You have to have obstacles, and I think the obstacles all made sense. Um, the one that kind of seemed like somebody should have caught on earlier was Nebula. Like, doesn't Nebula, like, know that? I mean, wouldn't she oh, know that space was the technology? Scene. That wouldn't was the wouldn't scene she have, like, known if I had there. a problem yeah. with? For me, like that with scene, the, the neural link thing that she had yeah, with herself. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I Wi Fi network. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had the same as, code. as they're across the galaxy from each other. Yeah, I, I that mean, was a good scene, sense, and but... it was needed for another big battle. I get it, but for me, I mean, obviously that scene can't change, but it it kind of felt drag it drug on too long for me. Hmm. I, I just, but I get what they were doing. But for me, it was kind of like, eh, is there another way you could get Thanos to find yeah. out? But I mean, it, it was, was yeah. tough for me because I just I don't like Nebula that much as a character. I'm just I don't who, find her all that interesting. Because she looks familiar, girl and I just can't from ever tell. The new Jumanji movie. I was surprised. Oh, oh, is that the red, red girl? 
Yeah, yeah. my sister okay. told me that. I was like, that's uh, yeah, yeah, she like, yeah, that. like, she's okay. Because she, like I was like, she looks familiar. I know I've had to have seen her in something. I just, as a character, though, Nebula just doesn't do much for me. You don't even like her arc or her trying to be. I liked her arc a lot better in this, but it, just even in the Guardians movies, I'm like. She's just kind I of just, like a mean, she, a mean, like. One thing I did love about her, though, is she never wins at anything in her life. But when she's playing Tony with that little football game and she, she finally, finally wins, victory, it looks like yeah. a shock on her face. Like, yeah. I finally want something. So good. I did like her and Tony's kind of relationship since they're both like yeah. engineer yeah. mindset. And I liked her better in this. I just, I just, she kind of, like I said, just bores me a little bit as a character. And it probably would help if I would have seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <laughs> you haven't seen them Guardians movies? No. Those are like, Dude, it's I like started two of the best, I know, man. I know that, I know everybody says they're good. The, I just never got around to it pretty good but the first one's phenomenal i really think the first one's just one of the best marvel movies out there is it bad i didn't really get that emotional with gamora sacker or not sacrificing herself getting sacrificed compared to black widow i felt more emotional um, well, no. really we like more gamora time too. with black widow and yeah. i i don't know i think part of it is i i hate to say it like this but it's, she's an alien so like we don't have as much of a human connection yeah with her we see black widow as a human so i think it's that you know the realism of Black Widow in comparison. And also Black Widow dies because, you know, she she's sacrificing herself for her friend as to where Gamora is being sacrificed for by her evil dad. Yeah. And Black Widow is a lot more emotional in like all of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've kind of seen her trying to find her identity as, you know, not knowing who her parents are yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. And like at least what I've seen of Gamora, she's just she's pretty straightforward. Yeah, she's kinda of, I mean she's a good character, but Really, we care more about her and Peter's relationship than anything. Mm-hmm. And I, because Peter's not, I think part of is it that too his is his name. His name's Peter. Peter Quill. Well, that's a dumb Star name. Star Lord. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really dumb name. We yeah. got two Peters Peter? in this universe. Yeah, his name is Peter. Peter Parker. No. Or Peter Quill. No, he. Uh, I think one of the reasons too that we get <laughs> more, we get more emotional impact too of uh, Scarlet. Right, Scarlet. Um, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's death <laughs> is that we actually have Hawkeye witnessing it, so we get to see his emotional reaction to it. And the best emotional reactions in films come from when we see a character that we love mourning the loss of a character we love, mm-hmm. because we start feeling with them. Uh, that's just some natural human empathy and a nice, you know, filmmaking trick. If you just see a character you love die. It's just like, oh, well, that guy died. But when you see, you know, like Iron Man's death, we see Pepper Potts uh, and we see Peter Parker and we see Rhodey uh, all watching, you know, watching him die. And that makes it far more emotional because we see them hurting, you know, because we love them, too. Yeah. And so I, that's really, I think, why Gamora is not as emotional uh, of a death than um I forgot you about know, that. The Black Peter Widow. Parker and Tony Stark uh, reuniting got me mm. a little bit too. I love that. Yeah, I felt that <laughs> void inside me start to get filled. <laughs> Doctor Strange starts doing that spinny thing. He's and does. Then, and Tony hugs him. He's like, ah, oh, this is nice. I was like, there's my boy. He's back. <laughs> oh shoot. Um, what do you think uh, was the most iconic moment of Endgame? Hmm. Moment scene. Yeah. My to me the most iconic moment of it is the Avengers Assemble moment. Yeah. It took them twenty two films for Captain America <laughs> to finally use his catchphrase Avengers <laughs> Assemble, and it was earned. Yeah, like you know that we we got a brief glimpse of it at I think in uh, in or not in game uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, where he says Avengers, and then it cuts you know to the credits before he can say assemble. Hmm. 
And uh, I thought this was a really earned way of doing it. I'm tied between two scenes. Either the part where Thor's getting the daylight speed out of him and you see Thor's hammer move by itself. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I bet you Cap's going to finally be able to hold it. Oh, and when yeah. it cuts to him holding it and yeah. striking him with lightning, literally my whole body tingled. It was that's, like it was waiting. That's what I was going to say. That was really cool. Every then, showing, everybody cheered. <laughs> and then the part Jeez. you and I talked about, Joe, well, kind of just the screenshot of it is Cap standing on the left side of the screen by himself bloody broken staring down at thanos and his army and i'm thinking this is it man and then that's when it all kicks off that was a beautiful shot right there sam on your left that and then when when captain america like puts the hammer in the air and it like strikes him with lightning you're like like, yes so cool And, and thanos still kicks captain around even without all these infinity stones and kicks thor around who has the hammer and the axe which are supposed to be thanos killing weapons it just they did thanos so right without making him underpowered or your typical i wasn't overpowered either he was perfectly powered perfectly balanced perfectly balanced (laughs) just like he likes the universe um my i want to go back to that shot about captain america you know facing the army by himself i think it just reinforces that you know i can do this all day mentality um that cap will not stop until you know the battle is done whether he wins or not you know, he's got this fighting spirit and the sense of duty about him, like we talked about. And he was going to take on Thanos and all of his forces by himself if he had to. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that meant he dies, he was going to go, you know, it reinforces what he said to Tony, you know, a few movies ago. And he's like, he's like, you know, we'll either win together or we'll lose together, you know. And, I felt uh, like a little kid, man, right? When Cap was on the ground and he was trying to force himself up and you could see he was in pain, I was like, get like up, man. Super I wanted to go through the screen and help him up, man. I was like, come <laughs> on, man, get up. Uh, oh shoot. man, that, I just I want a poster of that shot. I think you said the yeah, same thing. I'll, yeah. I'll buy like ten yeah. of them. Yeah. Like get one of those like really long. Oh wall yeah, posters. you know it's sure. going to be one. That was a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. It, it's like did I they, think it's my favorite shot in the whole thing. Did they shoot thing. the movie in in IMAX? Uh, I'm, I think so. I think it, I think the whole movie was shot in IMAX. I think I need to go see it in that'd IMAX. Be, that'd then. be a good. That'd be a really good poster. Yeah, uh, I think I I need to go rewatch it. Maybe I should sell my tickets for tomorrow and go watch it in IMAX. Uh, that'd be fun. I think yeah. it'd be worth it. You'd have to go like down to Newport. Is no, that... there's an IMAX at AMC. Westchester. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All not all of their screens are. No, they have one. They have one IMAX yeah. screen. It's such a beautiful story, and it kind of makes you sad because the next phase coming on, how hard will it be to have another Iron Man or another Cap? Not saying their character specifically, but having that emotional connection. I yeah. mean, it obviously take another ten years to build up. But yeah. I know a lot of people told me that they're kind of checked out, like this was a beautiful love letter, and they don't really want to get invested anymore. So yeah, it'll be it'll be tough. It'll be tough. There's lots of movies because they're gonna have to be careful I, about who they do it I've with. I've seen a few upcoming movies like, all, like Inhumans all and all that, and I don't really know anything about them. But then again, I didn't know anything about Guardians, and it ended up being one of my favorite yeah. movies. Guardians. So yeah, they're yeah. good at taking these B and C level comic book characters and making the great movies out of them. So speaking Taking of the Guardians, uh, how how is Guardians 3 going to shape up now that Thor looks to be a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy? If they do not put Thor in that movie, I will be so mad. I don't I don't see how they couldn't. I mean, he, he's set up, unless they just drop him off somewhere. But or didn't the next James Guardians... Gunn do a script way before they were even filming this movie? So how would he know Thor was going to be in it? I, I assume oh, I'm sure they, he's were aware. Kind of, they were all kind of on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Like if Kevin pl- Feige if makes the movies that are going to be You think he'll still be fat? <laughs> 
Uh, I, I really think hope so. so. Oh, let's talk. Let's oh, talk about that. What do you call him? He calls so, him Lebowski. <laughs> I, yeah. Which is funny because isn't Le, the guy that plays Lebowski in the first Iron Man is the bad guy? Yes. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And Iron Man is the one that calls yeah. him that, which I thought yep. that was a cool yeah. little reference. Um, and then Jeff Bridges is in a movie with Quill's dad. <laughs> yep. Who? Um, Peter Quill's dad. Peter Quill's dad. In, uh, in Tron, <laughs> which yeah. is also a Disney movie. Oh, it's all connected. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh shit. So later. <laughs> and the dude. <laughs> <laughs> the dude from our thing is in the Big Lebowski. What? From our movie we just made up. Oh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve, it, it's all full oh, circle. Yeah. It's, it's all full circle on oh, AJF wow. Weekly. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, let's oh, talk God. about Fat Thor. If he becomes uh, a Marvel hero, man, that would be something. <laughs> you know what I have to say about Fat Thor is uh, I'm just glad there's a superhero who looks like me. Representation matters. <laughs> I'm just glad he was playing Fortnite. That was uh, awesome. That was Cord playing Fortnite. Dude, the guy called me a <laughs> If he ever talks to you meet again, let me know. I love it. I love fly over to your house. I love the return of Taika Waititi as Korg, which is my favorite thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's a rock and dude, right? Yeah, the rock dude. I wasn't dude. sure if that and was He didn't get a hero moment. Why isn't he battling in the final scene? <laughs> He wasn't he was in the final. Well, I, I didn't see him. I thought yeah, I saw was him he? somewhere. He was standing next to the duck. People pointing out that I totally missed Howard as well. Howard the duck. Yeah, Howard the duck was in it. I, Somebody I told me duck. he, he was standing three. next to Korg, and I totally missed that. So the second because I, 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 I saw the rock dude, or I saw a rock dude. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, there's that guy. Was Meek in there too? Can't forget about my boy Meek. Get a hero moment though. In it, it was a little beetle thing next to him. I don't know what that. Every hero got that guy in something else. It was in Thor Ragnarok. Both of them were. No, I meant like inside of something else. Like, or did, was he just a slug the whole movie? He was just a slug the whole I movie. I think he had robot legs at one point, but then Korg okay. steps on him and he thinks he's dead. And then now, <laughs> okay, because I saw because I saw most of hey, Ragnarok. <laughs> See, I thought the guy who played that character, the the rock dude, um, I thought that was the dude from like all the 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 Neil Bloomkamp movies. The Neil Bloomkamp movies. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. What? <laughs> what? Like District Eight. District, oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I haven't or seen it. District, I haven't seen District, on, District, District 9. District 9? Sure. Or... I haven't seen District 9, actually. Oh, my God, Joe. I That's know. one of my favorites. I've heard it's really good. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. That? Elysium is, Elysium is good? No, the guy who played uh, Korg is Taika Waititi. He is... He, he, did the, he was the director of uh, he, he directed Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, but he also... Uh, he's a New Zealand like indie filmmaker. He made the best Thor um, yet so He also... Far. He directed a lot of episodes of The Flight of the Concords. Oh, did he really? Uh, yes, which okay. is one of my favorite shows. That show is so funny. But that there's like kind of that New Zealand sense of humor where they just kind of make the mundane really funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that made Thor so ridiculously great. And which uh, and he's got a great like kind of uh, rapport with Chris Hemsworth because they were already friends. Before it all, yeah, because didn't, you know, didn't he call? Yeah, he Tiger wanted to change yeah. Thor because everyone would hate his movies, yeah. and he said because of Thor Ragnarok He's like, that he signed a contract. God, stop making my eyes. He said as blonde. long as I keep playing the Thor Ragnarok character, I would love to continue being in mm-hmm. uh, Marvel as long as they yep. want me, which okay. excites me because I was afraid they were going to get rid of all the old Avengers right. and bring a new one. So I'm glad some of the ones are coming. I think over. Taika Waititi really, really breathed new life into that character by making him relatable to people and, uh, and you know, kind of winking at the audience like, hey, we know Thor's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, the first two movies didn't work because they tried to make him so grounded and he's a, the freaking god of thunder. Really. we were friends. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> favorite, favorite line of the movie. Oh, shoot. There are some good funny, oh, funny that's parts. That's a good point. What would you guys think of Professor Hulk? 
That my first watching, I didn't like it. I re- I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. He's kind of got a little bit of the arrogance of Hulk and the brain of Banner, yeah. and like I don't know. At first, I didn't like it, but I, my nephew explained I, that was a deep one for me. I didn't know that that was a reference from the comics. Yeah, apparently and, um, fans have been wanting him for a while, and when I heard about, it, I was like, that sounds dumb. But actually, seeing well, in the movie, I kind of enjoyed it. He it works. Makes, it makes sense because honestly, you just don't get to see him smash. And then he, and then he dabbed. <laughs> well, I, was yeah. like, I, was like, I forgot Stop, about that. Is, Your mom knows best. <laughs> Mom knows better. Um, <laughs> to me, the Professor Hulk thing makes sense though, because if we're looking at if we're looking at uh, the time heist, Hulk is too unpredictable. He could not have gone on that mm-hmm. because as, as he would have either had to go as Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster, or he would have had to you know stay back as the Hulk because there is no way Hulk would have been controllable in the time heist. So, so wait, did you like it watching it the second and third time? Yes, I did. I, okay. I thought it worked a lot better. I the first time I it took me out of the movie a little bit at first. I was like. I was like, uh, this is kind of weird. They but, throw a lot at you in this movie. There's do. a lot of changes. There are a lot of changes. The five years later kind of threw me off at first, too. I was trying to process that. I was like, man, I was like, are they going to be able to undo that? But I kind of like that they don't undo it. They just snap everybody back into the time period now. And, uh, you know, so that it puts the world in a very, very different place. Yeah, because they also even made the point of saying, don't change anything in the past five yeah. years when yeah. you when you did the. Well, it's part of, and I like that too, because, you know, Tony, he didn't want to lose what he'd gained, but he also wanted to be able to fix it, you know, and I can kind of, I totally understand that, you know, because in the tragedy of everything that happened, you know, through all of the bad, Tony found the greatest thing in his life, which is his family. And I think, you know, that's, that's incredible and an incredible growth for him too, because he's, you know, starts out as such a narcissist that he finally cares about somebody so much that he's afraid of losing them. And that that little girl (sighs) almost made me want to have a kid. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I don't really want to have a kid. I was like, I was like. Can oh, we man. agree Tony would be the precious. best dad ever? <laughs> Go to sleep or I'm selling your toys. Yeah, that but was pretty good. There one thing th- I've learned about Tony is he's someone that doesn't really like to fail in a, in a positive way. And one thing that I love that you can see in his mind, because the first thing he says to Cap when he gets off the ship at the beginning is, I lost the kid. And you can tell that bugs him the whole movie that he let that uh, mm-hmm. let Spider-Man down. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was a, a great character arc for him that he, he I got think he personally it. did it just for him. Yeah. I mean, he did it for all the Fallen Avengers, but that one bothered him the most. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does because Tony realizes that you know because he was like a son to him, pretty much. Right. I mean, he see. I cut that. I don't have anything to say there. <laughs> I, I, like I, lost, that. I lost my. I lost my. Tra- I, I lost my train of thought. Listen, I there's. I have to listen through this whole thing again to like make oh, a couple guys. We are actually uh, almost two hours in. Uh, we're, we're an hour we're and a half in. One thirty-seven. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Um. Anything else you want to yeah, add about anything? Endgame? All the jokes were good. Jokes landed pretty they well. Were. I I about lost it at uh, <laughs> uh, Tony saying to Rocky, he's like, about until just this exact moment, I thought you were Bill DeBear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I love how, like, every serious moment there, and then the people that wrote the script are like, hey, did you guys remember Thor's fat? <laughs> every time something serious yeah. happens, they have to remind you Thor's Actually, fat. Actually, let's somewhere. talk about the Thor fat thing, because honestly, like, there were some people that have had a lot of, they feel like Thor was made into a big joke, this whole film. And while, yeah, he's some comedy relief. I mean, we, we've taken one of the strongest Avengers, 
and we've given him a weak, a crippling weakness of a mental health issue. And I think that is first off incredible as someone who deals with anxiety and depression and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thor's got PTSD from letting the world down <clears throat> yeah. and letting the universe down, letting his people down. And he is in deep, deep, dark depression. And I think that is incredible that we showed that as a, you know, the kind of the crux for, uh, one of our strongest heroes that, you know, he's having trouble functioning because he's depressed. He's having a panic attack. He's, he's, he has anxiety about he's an this. Alcoholic. He's an, he's become an alcoholic. Can a God I mean, die of alcohol poisoning? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He apparently had <laughs> he just drinks and drinks. Still, so. Well, he had barrels and barrels of, of alcohol sitting in the harbor. So that, I mean, that's no, I mean, it. He I, had 12 pack abs. And when you saw, <laughs> you could still see his muscle under his fat, which oh, I shoot. loved. It was hilarious. I, I mean, I joke about the, you know, the representation matters thing, but it's serious. I'm serious. Like the represent mental health that way. It was, uh, I thought really, really good and really kind of forward thinking, um, you know, for the filmmakers. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like on, it wasn't even like on the nose. Yeah. It really. wasn't on the nose. It was very subtle. It wasn't like, I didn't. Did you hear Thor has depression? <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I like, and that's what I like. It's just kind of like, if you know. That's the proper way to it. do, you know, kind of representation is that we don't make it such an ob- obvious, um, you know, on the nose thing. You make mm-hmm. it subtle and just a character's nuance and these little, you know, quirks or, you know, or problems that characters have to overcome without just being like, oh, hey, he's depressed and now he's not because they won. No, he's still dealing with a lot even after the victory. Yeah. He's, you can still tell he's kind of down. He's, yeah. he's trying, he's trying to fix himself. And I think that's incredible. And I really at, do. And at moments, they even took his fatness being serious because when he goes to fight Thanos at the final battle, and when he calls in that lightning strike and it braids his beard for yeah. him, did you guys notice yeah. that? And he, I mean, he fights him still. They take it mm-hmm. to a very serious note, which I thought was pretty cool. His little fangs had a yep. Yeah, his, little punch. <laughs> his armor had like to I be said, uh, fixed again. Uh, like I said, a hero who looks like me. I'm gonna cosplay as Thor from now on, guys. There you I go. got to look like Iron Man from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm not quite that emaciated. You're just bony. <laughs> I guess. I, I actually, uh, I one of the moments where I actually feared for uh, Tony and Cap, even like was when Tony is having his little mental breakdown at the beginning and he's, he takes off the chess piece and hands it to Cap. He says, you take that, you find Thanos, and then you hide. Because that's, I mean, that's pretty much, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's got the freaking stones. How do you beat that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just, that moment right there was really powerful. Just go hide. Because <laughs> that's your only chance to survive. Yeah. Anything else? Anybody think of? Not that I can think of. Okay. All in all, what's your final grade for Avengers Endgame? Um, on like an IGN score, I'll give it a masterpiece. <laughs> IGN score? Yeah. Uh, like it's, I, it's not perfect. There's yeah, it's no, not there's perfect. no perfect movie, I would but give it's, it like it's, an it's a, a masterpiece. I'd give it an A minus. Yeah. It's, it's a, a ten. It's a little slow at times. It's a and, ten. It's a nine point nine. But I, I thought it was earned. The slowness. Yeah. I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. I just want to see how well it holds up, you know, years from now. Because that's yeah, always will, the biggest thing. It will thing. be a bit different watching it. Because they have so like much later. CGI in these movies. I wonder in 10 years will it hold up. Well, I mean, look how bad Phantom Menace looks from <laughs> 1999. Yeah. True. You look at Jar Jar and you're like, ooh, oh. Well, it's it's like, not even just the character, but just how bad the like CGI some looks. Some of the stuff back then didn't necessarily look super super good no yeah just, like some of the stuff still kind of looked kind of rubbery yeah <laughs> um stuff now I, is incredible i think it, it'll be different because a lot of the stuff that is like a cgi character is like really well done with like the motion tracking and the and the um performance capture 
Um, it holds up. Better. So it'll 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 still feel good. It just maybe at at some point. Well, it's like even the the last like the last Star Wars prequel, two thousand five. The CGI and that holds up so much better than the CGI did in Episode One. Like, because um, by then we had advanced so far. Yeah. That CGI was starting to look really good. Yeah. And we're really we're really getting close to like that that diminishing returns line. I think we're like, we're going to start not really seeing as much progress as we have in the past 20 years. Um, like we've hit our limits. Well, it, it's, it's like, I don't know, man, that, uh, that de-aging thing on the Will Smith movie that the trailer played before that's freaking me out, man. Did you guys see the trailer for that Will Smith movie? Oh, Jim and I, man. No. Oh, dude, you guys need to look it up. It's uh, an Ang Lee film. Um, I believe it's awful or good. Uh, No, it looks, it looks really good. There was Um, some de-aging in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, there was some de-aging. Yeah, it was, the de-aging was was incredible. They're like, they're like Um, this close. Even Stan Lee's. Oh yeah. Stan Lee's last cameo. Yeah. It's an Ang Lee movie. Jim and I, man. And uh, Will Smith plays uh, himself now, but also a young, a 25 years younger version of himself hmm. who's trying to kill him. Interesting. And um, it's kind of, and he plays both characters Looper and plays two, them both well. It's basically Looper, but this time uh, they, <laughs> they uh, he's actually playing both parts. And he looks like Will Smith from the 90s, and it's incredible. Hmm. Uh, yeah. it, it, like, you can't even tell if the CGI is there. I, I, I honestly thought, I'm like, wow, Will Smith looks really good when the trailer started. And I was like... Oh man, that's de-aging technology. Yeah. I'm starting to get scared. We're still we're still a, a little ways away with, like with that specifically because it's so hard to like get that stuff. You think it'd yeah, be where actors exactly could right. live forever? They could just scan their face, have them record almost. Uh, there was one an ethical discussion with that, and then they can put them for anything. That is, that is a big discussion for a different day. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that sometime. <laughs> I mean, there was there's a whole there's a whole ethics debate when Rogue One came out, and they uh, resurrected Peter Cushing for Governor Tarkin, and Carrie and Fisher was dead at that point. Yeah, well, you think they'd do that for she future wasn't Marvel yet, she, for Stanley? She wasn't I, dead yet. I, that was maybe not. That it was, was like for, right in between. I that think, was right. Maybe. She died uh, right before Last Jedi. Okay. Um, but she, uh, Rogue One came out in like 2016. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was like it was like right around. Yeah. The so they time. had uh, they had a double stand in for her and had her do the voice, but they. Uh, yeah. yeah. And both of those didn't look too fantastic. I don't. Those, think. Yeah, those looked pretty rough. The de aging with Leia felt uncomfortable. They lingered on her. It worked for us a, a few seconds. Like I, w- I was believing, and then the longer it lingered, the more I realized it what it yeah, was. It's like too and sharp. It, well, it's it reminds me of the you know the the cuts in Jaws. Uh, so when Spielberg was directing Jaws, uh, he wanted to use longer uh, takes of the shark yeah but the, the longer but the longer, the longer you was, wait the more it looks yeah, fake it looked more and more robotic every yeah. the longer you stayed on it because the eyes had time to adjust to the frames so the editor <laughs> told him hey listen up dude like you're gonna we're gonna have to cut this together better otherwise it's gonna look phony yeah. and sure enough it made it look so realistic and that's why that movie still holds up today even though it was made in 75 yeah i mean it still looks incredible uh, and they had so much trouble with that shark. Spielberg's like, well, I, th- I just don't, I don't want to underuse the shark because we had so many issues with it, you know, yeah. but you know, sometimes you have to kill your darlings to make your film better. And I think that's what Steven did. He listened to his editor and, you know, he got a best picture nomination and, you know, the rest is history. He went on to make some of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. So maybe in like 10 years, 
we'll have another conversation about how this movie looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we will. When we're, when we're on episode like 700. I think it's going to be more than that. No, it'd be. It, that's. We're going to have like know. 52. Yeah, maybe it would be 700 episodes by Something then. Something like that. One, one a week. Jeez Louise. We're going to, in 10 years, I'll be 35. <laughs> that's the plan. We'll do one of these I'll once a week. I'll be dead by then. So yeah, you'll be dead. Like, be a, like I said. There'll be a new Michael on here. <laughs> we're like having, we're like have I said, I told you guys my, resi- my retirement. <laughs> Uh, my retirement plan at 40. It's a shotgun. <laughs> we do not promote suicide. Joke. Um, okay. Well, I think that just about wraps up. Yeah. Um, at least end game stuff. So you can mark, a the whole conversation for, cause there was no more end game spoilers in there. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, well, I'm not going to hop it in at yeah. the end of that. that you, you, had, you had a segment you wanted to surprise us with? I have one segment that I've been holding for probably two years. Oh, man. It is, uh, it is movie 20 questions. Okay. So I have a movie that I've already picked, mm-hmm. and you guys need to guess it in 20 questions or okay. less. The last question has to be the guess. Okay. And if you guess, then it's over. Okay. So we, we someone want to keep track of how many questions? I, then? I will yeah, you'll keep, keep track of questions. All right. So you've, you've got a movie picked out of your yeah. head. Uh, do you want us each to ask, take turns asking a question? Sure. Let's do that. So we each get, you know. Can we talk about what we, question we, can, we should we can, ask? Yeah, that yeah, we don't that's fine. I okay, mean, should um, <clears throat> we ask him if it's been the last 10 years? Uh, let's, uh, was the movie made after 2000? After 2000? No. Okay. So it's, you know. And it's all yes or no questions, right? Yes. Okay. Yes or no question. That's, yeah, not, a that's question. not a question. That doesn't count as a question, right? <laughs> I'm not right. counting that as a question. Um, do you have any do you have a question, Mike? Um Is it an action movie? Um Yeah. An action movie, okay. Yeah. Um Did he say before two thousand or after two thousand? He says before two thousand. I did there's nuance in my yes. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. <laughs> so action mixed with something else. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like okay. like action drama. Action comedy, yeah, it's not. It's not necessarily like an action movie. Like like James Bond. It's not James Bond, of course. I'm not gonna. <laughs> like if it was James Bond, that's a definite yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's mixed with something. It's mixed with something. All right. Um, we could, we I think part of our question should be euros. We'll figure out the euro. Okay. Um, was it made in the 1980s? No. Okay. Was it made in the 1990s? Yes. Okay, so we know it's 90s. 90s, slightly um, action. Uh, was it nominated for an Academy Award? Um, I believe so. Okay. Can you fact check it? <laughs> sure. Sure. That could really change our... Don't, um, don't look at my, my glasses reflections. Actors and actresses in the 90s that we could maybe uh, spitball. A lot. I mean, that's the, probably not want to do any of those. And I'm also trying to think, you know, what movies Wolfie is into <laughs> that he, because Wolfie's yeah. got Wolfie's got a really interesting film taste. We should probably ask if it's an indie so, movie or not. How do you spell Oscars? O S C A R S. The S I. Uh, just go to IMDb and check your movie and see uh, if it was nominated for an Oscar. Yes, it was nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. for for multiple, yes. Mm-hmm. For multiple Oscars, okay. That was um, five. Did the movie star Harrison Ford? Um, it did not. Okay. Sorry, that's a big action star in the 90s. That's why. Should I ask another actor? Or should we stay away from that? Let's we stay away did, from actors for now. Got to use all of our um, stuff up. Let's, uh... Oh, man. Um... 
Was it a box office hit? Yes. Back up. Just oh, sorry. <laughs> you're like, you're sorry. like all like past sorry, I'm like past it, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so in the 90s, box okay. office hit. Let's, let's try this. Was it made in between 1990 and 1995? Yes. Okay. So it's early 90, it's early to mid 90s. So it's it was either nineteen ninety all the way through nineteen ninety five. Um, does it involve dinosaurs? Yes. It's Jurassic Park. There you go. <laughs> Two <laughs> questions. Well, the first one wasn't going to be a hard one. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that Jurassic was good, Park, though. my favorite movie. That was good. That was honestly uh, a few questions ago. I was thinking Jurassic Park, and that's why I asked Harrison Ford because he was one of the big action stars of the nineties, and I yeah. knew he wasn't involved in Jurassic Park. Yeah, you guys said action. So. I was like. Sort of. I don't know. I would call it an action. an action fantasy okay. movie. That's what I would call it. It's yeah. like it's like a mixture of sci-fi, action, and fantasy. So yeah. it's a little bit of everything. So yeah, that works. Okay. But yeah, no, that was a. And I, what was it? Was it nominated for some visual effects Oscars? Uh, Is that I what saw. It was? Hold on, let's see. Uh, sound mixing, visual effects, sound editing. Um, at least that's what it it's wasn't nominated me. for score. By the way, which is one of John Williams' best scores, and that's what kills me. Hmm. Um, and it won three Oscars. It won sound. Okay. It won its three yeah. Oscars. Best effects, sound, and or and how did it so not get nominated for score? I mean, it was going up against Schindler's List, but oh I mean, shoot, that's right. Yeah, Schindler's List <laughs> he won had that his own, year. His own movies coming out at the same time. Yep. That's he uh, he actually had George Lucas finish Jurassic Park for him. So uh, while he he had to leave to go film for Schindler's List, he called George Lucas up and had George Lucas come in and finish the direction on the editing. Okay, on the okay. on the post production. So um, because he you know, it was like the final like four or five weeks. Yeah. Well, um, it was all ILM stuff, and I think George had heart. But had yeah, a he hand actually, in that he stuff said uh, ILM, he said he least. left George in charge of like directing the final cuts. Yeah. Okay. I've because, never, I, I'd never heard that. Yeah, I had heard cool. I heard a few interviews about that, and mm. so George didn't really. George just got a couple special thanks, like yeah. he didn't ask for any didn't, credits or didn't anything. George, him and somebody else, they they started ILM. Yeah, which George, is Industrial Light Magic. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh. It's it, <laughs> it's like do, a, it's like an effects house. They do like all of the major effects on every film. Now. Yeah, like oh, okay. anything if it, Disney if it's, owns. If it's big and it looks good, yeah, they did it. Yeah. They basically, when Star Wars came out, there was nobody that was doing what George needed to do, and especially not at a budget that he could afford for Star Wars. Yeah. So he created his own production house uh, or uh, effects house where he got a few special effects gurus, and they started doing all their practical effects inside uh, this big studio. And they actually had uh, they had left a garage door open, and like it rained on a bunch of their props and stuff. And they actually that threw them behind on budget, Yikes. and they had to finish doing the film on half the budget <laughs> for their props. And basically, Star Wars is the most successful indie film of all time. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, not till ours comes out. Yeah, right, <laughs> we'll get right on that. Yeah. Scary we're gonna, Potter. We're working on it. Scary Potter. What is that an idea you got? No. How's that say? Scary, <laughs> heard. scary Potter. It's our Harry Potter script. parody. It's our Harry Potter parody starring Elijah Wood Jeez. as Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we will end our first episode. Uh, thank you for. I almost said watching, but we're not going to watch this week. Um, yeah. well, I mean, it'll be on YouTube, but just with a graphic. Yeah. And that's um, fine. Yeah, but thanks thanks for listening. Uh hope you enjoyed because we're 
enjoying this. Yeah, please subscribe to us. We're yeah, not listening. going anywhere. We're going to be here wherever <laughs> podcasts are found. You can listen to us. Yep. I mean, you would already know that if you are. Yeah, but if you want to listen to from another point of view <laughs> or another another website, we're, we're there too. If you want to download it multiple times and, and listen uh, on multiple devices. Hey, there you go. I'm going to take more power to you. That's true. I don't know why you would. I don't but know why you'd listen to it once. It helps <laughs> to us. To be honest. <laughs> And you can uh, check out our Patreon and yep. support what we're doing. Um, let me check what that is. I think it's just... Well, while you're looking that up, uh, let's plug our Instagrams or anything like that if you want to follow us. Um, my Instagram is... He's got to look it up. Insert. Uh, JW Cox Official is my Instagram. Mine I dropped my phone. MVP Mike 81 on Instagram. Uh, mine is Hayden Wolfie. Both spelled not the way that you wanted them spelled. <laughs> H-A-Y-D-N-W-O-L-F-I-E. But if you want to support us on Patreon, we uh, it'll help us fund the podcast as well as future short films. And I don't know the link right now, but I'll, I'll figure it out. And it'll <laughs> and be inserted. in the description. Um, but it helps us do this. I mean, we're going to keep doing this for free, probably yep. for... As long as we can but do it you for can free. Get exclusive content from us. Yeah, uh, we'll figure something out. Have opportunities to chill with us, talk with us, be on the show with us. Maybe. I wouldn't say Ooh, that. Special guest. Maybe. I don't know. You know, we can have somebody call in. Well, uh, before we Fair go, enough. what's coming up for everybody? Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. What's coming up uh, for projects we're working on? Oh. <laughs> what is it? What's everybody doing? I don't know. I just get, I do whatever you give me. <laughs> I've got, I've got about. A hundred photos to, to scan, scan in for this documentary. Yeah. Yep. Have you started those yet at all? Nope. I've been busy working. Great. I actually, I figure maybe we can just edit it first and then scan the photos. Yeah. So then we kind of have an idea of what we need. We've got in production or in pre-production right now, we've got a film called Love Letters that we're planning on filming this summer. Yeah. Uh, I think cool. Mike's coming on to produce with us too. Hey. I would love to. I enjoy uh, all your guys' movies. He's yeah. the only one. <laughs> just, just about. We, we like our own movies, and Mike likes our movies, and our moms. Our moms like our movies. Hey, they they like watching. My mom tells me uh, that I'm a good little elf. <laughs> she watches my films. <laughs> good little elf. Uh, she's a good little elf. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> look how red he's getting because of that. He's like, I should have said that. No, she, I shouldn't have said that. She really that. doesn't call me a good little elf, but I thought I heard I on like a podcast that. once, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. Um. And Mike's Mike's mom likes our movies. That's She's good. not seen them, but so she likes them. Um, <laughs> Wolfie's mom produces produced a couple of our yeah. films, um, which was very cool. For She's her. like, "I want to give you money. I want to be a producer." Like, and we're okay, like, mom. "Nothing okay. supports Whatever. you better than family." Hey, <laughs> my my parents don't give me money for films. <laughs> my parents are like, "Oh, that's a decent movie. I like that lip sync video you did." Uh, <laughs> not again. Oh boy. <laughs> That's the problem. People want to see their visions, not everyone else's. So. <laughs> no, my parents are very, very supportive. So. That's good. Same. Yeah. And with that, we'll actually end it. Um, thanks for listening. See you next time. See For all the music. And this is where we all like make fun of each other as, as the cameras are rolling and there's no audio. We just, God, I can't stand you guys. I gotta come back. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. The end. <laughs>